Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Impacted, brought to you via the Total Nonstop Impact Network and available wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts or, and of course on YouTube. Um, now, and today I'm, I'm joined by my brother from another mother. He wasn't with us last week, but this week he's back with a vengeance. Welcome to the fro, Joe. It's good to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Coming <laughs> back from the void and channeling all whatever we can think of through the empty space. Hello, children. <laughs> Hello, buddy. And enlightened. He's the enlightened one. And not only do we have the incredible, the crazy, the stupid, I don't know, I don't know, just the, the, the stupendous Joe, but we also have the man who's recently joined us, simply known as Steve. Right, Steve? Hey, what is up, everyone? How are we keeping out there? Hope you're still doing well. Yeah, we're doing good, bud. We're doing good. I think everybody's loving life at the moment. Us in the UK are all in our lockdown. Yay! Loving life. Oh, uh, yes. We love a bit of lockdown, don't we? We just love it. Yeah. And we love wearing our masks and not mixing and stuff. And yeah. Mm. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so let's make sure you wear your mask and keep your distance, guys. Stay home and stay safe. That's the, that is what you need to be doing right now. Yeah. So do as you're bloody well told, damn it. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so this week, it's not, it's not actually been a lot of news, is there, guys? No. Not, not a lot that I've, I've seen, but and I suppose I've, I've not been um, paying much attention over the past, past week, so because of other issues. Yeah, but... No news just, is good news. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's what they say. But of course, um, with no news, it means that we don't have anything to talk about. So that's, that's not such good news for the impact. <laughs> True. Um, so what we thought we would do this week, because we haven't got any legitimate news as such, we thought we'd change the set to our thoughts and views on the potential news, right, that we've got coming up. So um, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, what does start transpiring over the next few weeks. Now, one thing that did come out of this past week on Impact, which we're going to be talking about in a bit, um, was that we ended up with the X Division title match for No Surrender, uh, obviously Rohit Raju versus TJP. What What do you think about this match, Steve? Personally, I think that I think that this match is going to. I think they're going to give the belt back to um, Rohit. You think? I think they will. Um, I think there's there's a possibility that TJ could hold it, um, keep keep it, and that is if they reunite um, TJ and Fala. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, clearly that there's a potential here to create a tag team with uh, mm. Rohit and Shearer, um, and of course, you know, like you say, if you bring uh, if, if if TJ brings a friend just like Rohit clearly is bringing yeah. a friend, you would think it could possibly be Fallow, which would potentially create two potential tag matches at least, mm. um, as well as a couple of singles out of that as well. Yeah. So you could get a feud out of that. What about you, Joe? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I have to agree, agree with Steve. I think Rohit is getting the belt back. Because um, I know TJP said a while ago, he's not, he's not interested in holding the belt for too long. If he, if he does win it, he's got it basically to prog progress the rivalry and the story between Rohit and, and TJP. Um, I do hope we do, I hope we do see um, TJP and Falabar back together, but Falabar seems to be going in a different direction with Johnny Bravo and whatever, whatever's happening at Swingers Palace. 
Yeah, yeah, we could talk about that in a bit, hey? But um, if Falabar and TJP can come back down the line, that would be good because Falabar and TJP had a really good boost last year, especially against the likes of the Deans and the Rascals. So that is something that Impact shouldn't um, drop, um, let slip through the net too much. No, it's interesting because with obviously the fact that, um, you know, we, we uh, AEW especially uh, claim to have a very good tag division, which they do. They've got some great teams over there. If we were to sort of kind of start recreating maybe four or five different tag teams again over here uh, at Impact, then it, there's, there's so many tag matches that could be had between the two promotions as well, isn't there? Oh, yeah, definitely. But- You've got Violent by Design, you know, but they could take on pretty much anyone in the inner circle and have a massive classic right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that would be really good. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on the current tag division, Steve? The tag division as it is right now feels like it's being slowly rebuilt. Yeah. Um, it's, it feels like it's in a, a state of, like, refurbishment. Um, you you look at the tag team as it is the tag team division as it is, and you've got I'm trying to trying to think of who's in it right now. You've got um, the Good Brothers who are holding the titles. The Machine Guns are kind of not active. You've kind of got um, beer, beer guns, guns right now, guns, although yeah. Storm isn't technically on the roster, <laughs> so you don't know if what his position is right now. No, exactly. Uh, obviously, we've got Triple XL. There is Reno yeah. Scum, although we haven't seen them for a little while. I think yeah. that's true. Yeah, so you'd, um, like to, you'd like to say Reno Scum um, are there, although I know that um, Thornstow has his um, nursing duties, doesn't he? So he might be quite out, preoccupied with that right now. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why we've not seen much of Reno mm-hmm. Scum over the last so couple it's, of sets. Of it's tables. why we've not seen Alex Shelley as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, those are the issues. Um, I, th- I, th- yeah. I like the beer guns thing, personally. I, I, yeah. I, I'm proper down with that. Um, I, I think that's cool. Plus, I am a massive James Storm fan. Uh, so to have James Storm back in the company in any way, shape or form is good for me. Um, and to, to, like you say, to tag him up with, with, with arguably, you know, if you think about it, You've arguably got the best two tag teams that, that TNA, you know, or Impact has ever seen. And now you've got one half of one of them or one half of the other. You, it's almost like a, a super tag team. Yeah, I, I, like, I like that they're still experimenting with what like they, they, like they used to back at, um, you know, they didn't have to have a solid tag team unit. You know, but, um, AJ Styles and Smurger, I think they formed a team. Um, this is all right before my time, so I'm just throwing out names at the moment. But, you know, James Storm and Chris Saban, is a, is a good, good example of two people that have worked together um, in yeah. the past. And now, now they're forming a solid unit. You know, James Storm's done America's Most Wanted. Like I said, Samoa Joe um, AJ Styles were a team, I think, for a little while. You know, so they're put, putting big names together and they're forming teams, but they're working rather than two big names working together just for the sake of it. And then it just doesn't go anywhere. All the matches just are too one-sided. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense. I think the bottom line is, at the end of the day, you know, bring James Storms in to 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 um, tag with Saban. It makes sense, doesn't it? Because that way, you, you're potentially continuing what you may have done with what you were probably planning on doing with with machine guns. Um, you know, all you've done is you just replace that person, and it makes sense. The whole storyline makes sense. And of course, with regards to James Storm, you're throwing him back straight into the main event scene. Exactly, and. and- 
He's not so, out of place. He's not out of place because he's a main event player. Yeah. yeah you, you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, James Storm's got a lot of history with Impact Wrestling, and he's, he's, a lot of his character is about respect. So, and he, that's the first thing he's hammered home to the Good Brothers is you, you guys really don't deserve it because you've got no respect. You're not showing respect for the company. You're not showing respect for the roster. You're just taking the piss, basically. And yeah, just so James Storm is fitting straight back into that role, which the Motor City Machine Guns were putting across to begin with. It's, it's just a perfect slot. Oh, yeah, without doubt. I think you're right there. Now, the other, the other news that came out of this past week on him, and again, we'll talk about that in, in a bit, but was to Ken Shamrock's suspension. Um, it's, it's come out sort of kind of, it's, uh, it's indefinitely. Um, so, you know, that seems pretty harsh. Uh, but, you know, you can't go around beating up officials and basically anyone that comes anywhere near you, um, you know, regardless of whether you're in a ring or not. You know, what are your thoughts on that, Steve? This was kind of interesting because obviously we saw on the the following week show that um, this week show that Scott basically said that um, he hopes he never sees him in impact again. And that obviously he's going to suspend him indefinitely. But obviously what we saw on last week's show was Shamrock attacking Sammy, attacking all the um, security guards and then standing in the ring saying, this is my house. This is my ring. And, it takes me back to this whole storyline that is going on with AEW and Impact. And like, could he be a player in this whole storyline? You know, this is my house. This is my ring. Well, who knows? You might be right there. Um, I I know that there has been some interactions on social media between Ken and and Tony Khan. Um, You know, what about you? uh, What about you, Joe? What do you think? I I was surprised to see Ken Shamrock turn on Sammy Callahan. I knew um, I didn't think it was it was going to happen anytime soon, and I, I saw them Ken Shamrock's response to him getting suspended this morning. He said he's not done. Scott Scott can put put as much barriers up as he can. He's not done, and when he comes back, everyone's going to be on notice. And yeah. um, when Steve just mentioned the potential of Ken Shamrock either jumping to AEW and doing something there against Impact Wrestling, yeah. or coming back to Impact Wrestling to, to take on AEW because it. it Impact Wrestling is his ring. He was the first TNA World Champion. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I never so, really. You know, we could see we could see Shamrock versus Kenny Omega in a one-off. Or, you never know. You never yeah, know. Or Ken Shamrock can take on quite a few guys in on AEW, despite um, his age, despite them. He's got the experience. You know, it's he like still go, can't he? He can still. He can go. It's amazing what he can do at his age. He, he can. Yeah. I mean, Christ, he's still he's still doing suicide dives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think we even saw him do suicide dives in his prime, to be honest. But there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So it's interesting to see where that story is going and where he's going to come back into the fold. I think it's definitely going to be something to do with AEW. So it's gonna, we've just got we just got to look forward to some uh, something fresh turning up a little bit later down the line to find out what that's all about. Um, we've also seen a lot of. Um, positivity coming from Matt Cordona with regards to, you know, his status with Impact. Now, you know, the way he's talking, you would have thought he was signed. Uh, we've had nothing official to say that he's he's officially signed with the company. But, you know, the positivity that's coming from him, you know, he's been praising management. He's been praising the roster. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's saying he's got something to prove, um, all these kind of things. So, you know, I mean, what are your thoughts, Joe? 
um, I, I read, I've read some of Matt Cordona's recent interview. Um, I forget where it was, but he, he said that he's come to Impact Wrestling to, to rewrite himself. He's always ready. Um, he spent the last te- 10 years with highs and lows, and it's t- he, he wants to prove not, not just to the fans that he, he's a main event player or he, he's still got it. He's, once he wants to prove it to himself. And Impact Wrestling, he said, is the perfect platform for gut for people to come to to do that because a lot of people have come to Impact Wrestling to reinvent themselves, like EC3, Eric Young's doing it now. Moose come, Moose signed up um, with Impact Wrestling indefinitely, basically, and so is Eddie Edwards and uh, Matt Cardona. They've got something building now between him and Brian Myers, so um, they're not going to be building something like that if he's not assigned. I think he is, and I think <clears> it's, it's just a matter of time before it comes out of the woodwork. I think I think it's very interesting. There's one thing you mentioned in there, which uh, I could you could put down in this section anyway, was that Moose is signed for a long time. Now I have saw I have seen a couple of rumors online that saying he actually isn't signed mm. um, for a long period of time. He's only got maybe two or three months left on his contract. Now, you know, there's there's two things here. You know, th- there is a possibility that's the case, but there's also a possibility that he may have already re-signed. Okay, so so it's already said, oh, he's only got this length of time. You know, he could still sign, uh, you know, pre-sign before his contract runs out. He could have committed already um, because, you know, Impact are really committed to him at the moment. They're really investing. They're really building him. You know, they, they clearly have him as their next world champion and what a great world champion he would be. Um, and... You know, because the man is he's huge, he's athletic, you know, he's he can wrestle, he can promo, um, and fucking he's jacked. Is he not jacked? This past week on, on on Impact, I couldn't believe how jacked he was looking, right? It's is God, just incredible. Just his laterals were incredible. But um that said, um, you know, I I think Matt Cardona is definitely showing. Um, the signs that he is already signed. Um, I mean, he's been praising everything, hasn't he? He's been promoting yeah. impact all over the place. Uh, what have you seen, Steve, on that? Um, on that side of things, I haven't seen anything from Matt Cardona. From what I've seen on from him on the, the show and social media, it reminds me of like when the Good Brothers came in. You know, here's a guy who feels like he wants to be here, is enjoying his time here. Yeah. Um, and from what I've seen of him on the show, it's ironic I'm going to mention this guy because he recently appeared in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> but it makes me feel like he's someone like Christian Cage. Yeah. Feels like someone who is like a, a completely new character and feels like, hang on, here's someone we can give a new chance to and someone that can feel like a new character completely and yeah. we can be our own wrestler who you can look at like completely a new a new kind of sort of completely new person yeah yeah i think i think one thing is for sure i think if matt card if if there was an audience if if when he arrived mm-hmm. there is an audience i'm telling you now like, i know there's a lot of people out there that are like oh matt cardone is, you know, is that rider sucks you know and all that kind of stuff um which they shouldn't because he's a bloody good wrestler. He's very good. You don't you don't spend sixteen years in, in in you know or in one of the well the premier wrestling company and suck. That's just no. you're not being a very good wrestler. That's rubbish. Uh, they're not going to continue keeping you there if you're if you can't do the job in the ring. Um, so you know I think at the end of the day 
you know, the guy is very good at what he does. You know, we've only really seen one characteristic, one sort of kind of side to him over the last sort of kind of like 10 years or so with the, the whole Zack Ryder character um, in WWE. But, you know, the, the Matt Cardona is a completely different person. You know, he's got a different name. He's got a slightly different look. It's similar, but different. Um, and I think, and he certainly is bringing a slightly different, uh, you know, a slightly different attitude. And it would be interesting to see where he goes. Um, and like I said, I think if, if there'd been a live audience, it would have been a huge pop. Like mm. you say, like that kind of Christian moment when Christian came, came to TNA, that kind of thing. Um, whether it had been, quite as big a pop as that, I don't know, but it certainly would have been sim- it would have been along those sort of lines, you're right. Yeah. Is Matt going to do what Christian did, though? This is the thing. It's, it, only time will tell now. But what I do like is how positive um, he's been in, 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 in putting the company over, and that's that, for me, is gold. Yeah. Uh, I just sort of meant like someone who could come in completely reinvent themselves and if they left have someone they can walk out and say i'm a new like person yeah he could but yeah yeah, like you say he can go away and continue continue his journey um but i think you know i think it's great i think it's 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 good to 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 have someone of that stature 2.2 million twitter followers you know we've got to bring some of these people to impact wrestling surely um So it's going to be interesting to see how that all starts to pan out when people start to realize that, you know, this is not just, uh, you know, possibly a short term thing. This could be a long term thing um, that he's going to be there. And I think it's good. I think it's really good. And to put him against Myers as opposed to them, you know, being kind of pally pally best mates type character. I think that's the right thing to do also. Um, But, you know, so what we've got now, we've got like a rivalry thing. And of course, we'll talk about that in a bit um yeah. but that's pretty much about it guys isn't it i mean it was a pretty news light week really um you know it's it's nice i mean what they say is no news is good news um so you know everyone is just politely getting on with their with their business um so i think really it, we should just move on to you know a, a nice review from this past week on impact what do you think yeah, if, if, if anyone um listening or watching has got any news items we missed from this week by all means drop it in the comments Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah you know, we'll need a big, big stop path to um to follow on to next week. So yeah, I was actually thinking about boys. Well, while, while we're sort of kind of talking here, I was actually thinking about um maybe creating a a, a comments thing where people can ask us questions and we could we could maybe answer the answer those questions um on the next show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So there's another one, guys. If you if there's something that we that you know we haven't discussed, but you'd you'd be interested to hear what our thoughts are on that, then drop us a question, you know, in, in the comments below. Just put something along the lines of um, you know, guys, what are your thoughts on this? You know, um and, and what we'll do is rather than answer that, um, as long as you put, you know, what are your thoughts on this, yeah, then we'll know that that question is to be on the show. That we won't reply to that. We'll leave it for next week, and we'll leave we'll leave some comments. That makes sense. Yeah. And it also gives us time to think about it, boys. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can think about it and give a good, good, good reaction to them. You know, good, a good reply. So that'd be cool. So don't forget, guys. Yeah, leave us a comment below. Um, what do you think, guys? Of that's what you need to write. What do you think, guys? Of and then 
far away. And uh, yeah, we'll give you our thoughts next week or on the next edition, next episode of Impacted, which normally goes out every Friday. Um, I'm hoping that the, the brother Joe and Steve put together something for next week uh, because unfortunately I'm moving house, so I'm not going to have any internet, so I won't be around next week, guys. So lucky you. You'll have to, you'll have to put up with host Joe and Steve only if they manage to get that done. So that would be, uh, hopefully they will. So fingers crossed. If not, Impact will be back the following Friday. Um, just fingers crossed. So everyone put the fingers. We've got to get yeah. crossed that that's going to happen. Right? Fingers, yeah. going, fingers are crossed. Fingers toes are crossed. Let's get toes it, and, um, Let's make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so you know, um, absolutely superb. So I want to talk about, again, we talked about it last week. Do you not think, I love the new, um, this is a night opening. I do. I think it's really, really stands out a lot more. Um, yes. I, like, like you guys said last week, it's a bit more like a throwback to um, the Attitude Era. And yeah. Jay Bone was yeah. saying it last night on Twitch. It's a bit more of a throwback to the Attitude Era where um, you, that you show the guys you want to promote rather than have random snippets of footage. And yeah. And it, it goes a lot better with the music as well, I think. I, I hope they don't change the theme anytime soon because I love the theme. Yeah, yeah the, this is a yeah, night is great. I think it's superb. It certainly needs to continue as that for at least the next year, I think, and then maybe look yeah. at uh, revamping it again. Yeah, you because know, you've got to continually keep refreshing and stuff up, you know. Um, but yeah, this is a night is great. I love it. Um, and like you say, the way that it's sort of the way it drives, yeah. uh, with regards to the sort of kind of like the footage that goes with it. Um, I, it's really good, really, really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the whole flashing impact thing. You know, it comes up with all yeah. the stars, and I love all that. That's really cool. It's like it flashes with the beat of the drum, kind of thing. Yeah, it's really, really good, yeah. really good. And so, hats off to whoever edited that as well, because that's a really, really good job. I, I think that's where we're seeing Josh Matthews sort of production coming now. I think Josh Matthews has had a really good um, influence on what how they should revamp things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, I, do you know what? That's interesting you should say that because one of the things that I've got later on in this is how much the, the production of the show seems to be stronger than it was, say, you know, a couple of months ago. To me, it just seems to have got stronger in the, re- in the probably since uh, the last pay-per-view, I guess, Hard to Kill. Because, like, no, see, what was interesting about Hard to Kill, and I'm going to say this now, right, is it was the first pay-per-view that we didn't have any technical issues at all. Yeah, I've just I'm thinking about it now. That's what I've noticed that too. And the one and before, last time before that was Slammiversary. Yes, that's right. So they didn't have any Slam. No, I think they did at the beginning. They had a few things at the beginning, but then it, it was very early on and then it all got sorted. Yeah. Um, but then you had uh, BFG, which definitely had a few issues. And then, but then this did Hard to Kill had none. So, you know, a, one of the things that people. Um, kind of gripe about is sometimes when they go live we do end up with a few issues they're not they're not quite as slick on the live but then you know if you're not doing live every freaking week you know mm-hmm. you know you, you're you, it, it's harder to get that consistency and understand everything isn't it you, you've there's going to be a bit of ring rust yeah there's going to be yeah, exactly yeah. there's going to be a bit of ring rust if you're not doing it constantly they get to do it what four times a year at the moment so it's not like you know they're doing this live thing all the time um, but I thought Hard to Kill was absolutely flawless. There was no issues in anything, no sound, nothing. And they added in the crowd for the first time, and that worked. You know, so, you know, where they could have saved that for the productions, they could have saved that for the show, you know, the tape shows. Yeah. 
where they could have properly spent a bit of time getting it all right. Uh, there was something else that happened tonight, which I don't know whether you guys will have noticed, but I did. All right, I, we haven't had it previously because previously all the crowd noises have been very kind of like generic. It's yeah, been very, you know, it's sort of there, it's underlined, but it doesn't. You know, it might you might get the odd up and down with the win, or if if someone's on a flourish of offense, you might get a load of cheers or whatever, right? But what we had tonight was the crowd actually responding to what was going on in the ring. Yeah, you, you get a lot of booze when you yeah. see you'd see um, Larry D in that club of Crazy Steve, and you, yeah. or, or when uh, Brian Myers had come down to the ring, there was a lot of booze booing while he was on the mic. Yeah. It was interesting. Interesting how they did that. But even when there was a, a, a section in in our first match, we we're talking about in the second Tash and Havoc, where Ta- uh, Havoc was 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 basically hitting uh, Tasha with like uh, loads of like you know hard hitting blows, and for each one it was yay, and then, yeah. you know, and then when she hit her again, it was yay, and then you know all these things sort of make a massive difference, and it all. It, it, it becomes the, the almost like you start to believe the crowd's actually there because they're responding to what's, you know, it, they've done it in such a way that it's responding to the actual match. Um, I thought that was very cool. It'll be interesting when crowds come back because there'll be like some wrestlers that fans won't like boo for that are heels. So yeah, the yeah. booze probably won't be responding to the correct re- or the wrestlers that are heels. Well, do you know what? Right now, this is the thing. Now I don't know whether you know anyone agrees with this or not. But one of the, one of the big things that Impact have uh, again have been criticised for over the years was not having the uh, the the audience mic'd correctly, right? Yeah, or not having yeah. that not not being able to get that response. Like you know, like I know that. Um, the, the Melrose Ballroom where I was. I mean, God, it was loud as anything in there. But when you watched it on the TV, you thought nobody was in the room. Like, mm. but yeah. believe you me, the, the, <clears throat> the place was was buzzing. Like, yeah. people were going nuts. But like I say, when you watch the edited version on the telly, you didn't really hear where they brought the volume down or whatever. I don't know. They not mic'd it in the way that it should be or what I don't know. But what I do think is there is the possibility that when they start bringing in smaller crowds because they're not they we're not going to start getting thousands of people in 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 these places at the moment or certainly not even early on you're not you know it's you know you're still going to end up with this whole kind of like social distance sort of sporadic um audience that's you're still going to have all of that so and of course potentially a lot of them if it's indoors going to be wearing masks so if that is the case then you know the sound coming from the audience is going to be quite muffled but what they'll so i think what's going to happen is they will still keep an underlying uh soundtrack of 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 um audience but Mm -hmm. then you'll have the 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 audience on site as well adding to that to give it do you, do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I yeah. Think, I think yeah. they'll have a combination of the two Both, yeah. um, moving forward until we start getting the, you know, being able to have, you know, a full house kind of thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, I think it'd be interesting. I think that worked really, really well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we just don't, well, mm. we don't know. But I think that would yeah. be good. But that yeah. was something I wanted to bring up a little bit later, but now we talked about it. I don't have to, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. But what um, you but, just mentioned there is probably why I found the, the crowd or the no crowd dealable because impact have always struggled miking the crowd because so i haven't noticed it 
Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But yeah. I really like the. I like it. But I think it's great. I think it adds that atmosphere which has been missing it from does. Impact. You know, we've all we've said for ages that the 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 in ring the the promo stuff. You know, the actual shows are really great. Um, it just lacks atmosphere, and yeah. it, and it was after you know for a while we didn't really bother us and everything. We just sort of kind of accepted it. As time went on, we started to feel it was atmosphereless, you know, and it, it, and, that, and it was. So people that were tuning in to watch it, if they hadn't been watching it before, you know, they were finding it to be atmosphereless. Well, it yeah. was, you know, because there's no audience, so it was. Um, but, of course, other companies have managed to get around that a little bit and try and create that ambience. You know, I, I'm not down with the whole uh, virtual thing. I think that looks ridiculous. Um you know, I the way AEW are doing it, where they've just sort of kind of got a, they've got a, they've got a crowd, but he said, is it an outdoor venue? I can't remember. No, um, it is indoors, isn't it? It's indoors. I think, I think yeah. it's just reduced crowds. Yeah, but it is a very, very reduced crowd, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they're all very socially distanced. Um, so you again, you know, you still you get you get an atmosphere because you're getting the cheering, but it's not what it's not like that raucous sound that you get when you've got a full house, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so you've got an atmosphere on that show. So when you come to, when you come and watch Impact for the first time, you know, pre us having our audience, um, well, audience sounds, um, you know, it would have been very sterile, wouldn't it? I never, mm. I never found it sterile. I, I enjoyed it, but then I was so more immersed in what was going on in the ring, what was going on on the mic, and just, just happy to be, to be watching it again after so much time away from, from it. Um, because it was 2020 and things that happened in 2020 mm. so, um, but yeah I, I was just enjoying enjoying what i was watching rather than paying attention to the background yeah. you know you, you could hear the chops you could hear the screams you could hear you could hear the, all the impact and punches but and you kicks. see that's what i wrote down here earlier i wrote down here that they seem to have got the crowd sound at the right level yeah so that you could still hear what's going on in the ring. You could still hear them, the chops. You could still hear the smacks and the, the ring noise when, when, you know, Larry D hits the ring, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and you could still hear them screaming at each other, which is great when you've got Havoc and Tasha Steele in the ring. Oh, yeah. If you can't, if you can't hear Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele screaming, you're missing yeah. the hell of a lot. Exactly. So, you know, let's, let's move on. Um, Let's move, let's move on into the first match because we're almost sort of kind of talking about it anyway there. So the first match, obviously, Fire and Flavor kick off, um, you know, and I've I got to say this, you know, the match is Tasha versus Havoc. But, you know, uh, did you not love Tasha's ring attire? Oh, oh that Tasha Steele is, is impressing me more and more. I've been really pleased to see her since she came in. Um, her ring attire was fantastic and she, her ability in the ring has proved um, tenfold since she first came in you know she lost to Kylie Ray on a debut match and since then she's built up and built up and built up rather than go down and go stale yeah I I think you know I just thought the overall look when she came into the ring she just looked really really cool like it looked like a main event badge yeah definitely the way she held herself the whole look head to toe everything about her said that girl is a champion. You know, that girl is a star, right? Uh, before it's even done anything. I mean, what did you think about that, Steve? Yeah, the outfit is like, I'm the, you know, I'm, I've got the outfit of a champion now. You yeah. Know? I've, I've upgraded to a champion's outfit now. 
I, I, yeah, they, I know that I am a star. This is, this is yeah. me. Take it or leave it. You know, I'm, I'm here for the, you know, I'm here to show everybody how good I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. In everything that I do, you know, from head to toe, the way I walk, the way I talk, um, the way I perform in the ring and the way I look, everything about her says, you know, I am a wrestling star now, mm. that, without doubt. Um, of course, you know, she's accompanied with Kira, who also looks equally as great. So, you know, it's good to see her. And I love their music. I think their music is amazing. Um, so obviously Tasha enters the ring because she's, uh, you know, she's the one taking on the, taking on the, the, the mission, you know, well, the uh, monster Havoc. Uh, we then get obviously Havoc and Nevaeh entrance. They come in, um, you know, again, you know, what I like about Nevaeh, she's got this really sort of kind of like, it's it's a sinister smile, I call it. So she sort of kind of smiles, but it's quite sinister in its you know the way it comes across. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, it's it's menacing, but it's also really really cute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, so I think you know, so they all come out. Um, you know, obviously, um, Havoc is all full on ring attire. She looks great, million bucks as she always does. Um, you know, and then the match get you know kicks off. What I loved was that, you know, straight away you're thinking, oh, my God, this is like, you know, this is like, um, you know, David and Goliath here. You know what I mean? Like, like Tasha's going to get an absolute beating. But she was so fast in her offense that she's just like a little bee, you know, sort of kind of like buzzing around, hitting you, and then yeah. you know, like, almost like a Jedi with lightning speed coming at you from all action. You know, she was absolutely um, killing it to begin with. Really, really killing it. I think... Havoc was like, Jesus Christ, how am I going to touch this kid? I can't even get older. And everything she tried, Tasha just was out of the way and in with a, in with a leg shot or whatever. She, you know, bottom line, you know, commentary again on this was superb. Pointed out the fact that um, she was clearly going for the legs. You know, you know, if someone's bigger than you, you need to make them small, right? So yeah. they're going for the legs. She's clearly doing that. And of course, if her legs are knackered, she can't pick her up and all, you know, to do the power moves. We get all of that stuff. Um, so, but I thought the opening section with Tasha was pretty awesome. What did you think, Joe? Um, I, I love I love the match um, start to finish. You know, like um, Tasha Steele's offense is is very closely matched to how Kira Hogan always come, come started to build her matches. Now, it's um, go in, hit them, move, mouth off at everybody. Go in, hit them, move, mouth off at everybody. It's very consistent. Yeah. And it, it's even though you think, oh, it's going to get predictable, it, it still manages to throw people off the game because it's it's doing what it's meant to do. It's meant oh, to it's be, all the jaw jacking. Yeah, jaw jacking, trash talking. It, <laughs> it, it, it adds more than rather than take things away. And then when someone finally does get something in, like having havoc, they just punch, club you and you go flying down. Everyone's you're really really happy that someone finally shut her up. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, I get, I get that one definitely. What about you, Steve? What did you think of Tasha's opening uh, flurry of offence? Yeah, say so the this match, and to be honest, all the series of matches that that these teams have had, it's kind of reminded me of um, going back to the day when the uh, when Team Three D and the Guns faced off. It's kind of got that that kind of feel to it. Like where you've yeah. got the, the sort of the big the big team and the the kind of the scrappy little team going at it, um, and I mean it is because to begin with it's sort of surprising that these two teams do work really really well together because don't forget that Tasha and Kira are still 
quite quite new, really. They haven't they haven't been well, Kira especially. She's only been in the business like a few years, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, She's so been I mean, in they, about six or seven years or so, yeah. she went through Shimmer and Shine, and then went to Impact yeah. Wrestling. But yeah, like I say they, they, they so yeah, like I say, she's that you know they they do work really well together these two teams. So maybe this is not going to just be a a, a few. Maybe this is going to end up being one of those rivalries that just keeps going and going and going. I hope so. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it could go for quite some time. You got so many different variations that you could use in this match. You know, there's people mm. you can bring in. Um, you know, there's so much you can do. Uh, but again, I, I, I do believe, though, Havoc and Nevaeh will end up with that titles at some point. Because oh, they will they, get them, yeah. They fully deserve it. You know, they've been a tag team for 16 years. You know, they, they, they deserve a shot at gold at some point, And they're a great team. You know, they work so well together. So I hope at some point in the future that we do see that title on them. Although I'm very much enjoying... Uh, fire and flavor at the moment. I think it was a. I thought it was a really, really good match. You know, and again, eventually, you know that that almost that sort of kind of like, although we had that sort of kind of like fast uh, domination early on from Tasha, uh, we and and we had our focus on the legs, which made perfect sense. Um, we did have a we did have a sort of kind of like you know moment where have all of a sudden, you know, she was there and she 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 then suddenly started to dominate Tasha. I mean, she gave her. Uh, a bit of a beating, to be fair, towards the end. Um, you know, uh, you know. Obviously, we had a bit of shenanigans uh, with regards to Kira uh, and the Bayer uh, in the end as well. Um, you know, and in fact, it was probably Kira's fault by messing around with Havoc. Yeah, led to <clears throat> Nevea then messing around with uh, Tasha, which then led to the pile driver finish. So, you know, shenanigans don't always work guys you know you know shenanigans create other people to start shenanigans and you end up with the result that you don't want well, it, just, um, it just shows that it's not going to sit back and t- take anything for too long no you know, you know turnabout's fair play no i thought i thought it was a really really good match there was a good story told in the ring um and you know what what really helped sell that story as well was a really good commentary so, um, you know, they, they proper sold this whole, the story, they sold, you know, you know, where we could, where this could be going. They sold the past, you know, stuff that was going on. Everything was sold in this match. And I, I thought it was, yeah, it was a really, really great finish as well. I mean, Havoc looks amazing doing that bar driver, um, you know, and yeah. So one really, really uh, good match there. I, I really enjoyed that. You know, I think it was a solid match to start the show. We then get, um, you know, cut to the back and we get um, Matt. No, sorry. We get we go to commentate. We go to Matt and D'Lo, who have a little bit of a say. And then we end up going back and we find uh, Ken um, is going off because they're talking about the, the stuff that happened after uh, the the after the match last week on on Impact. Ken's going off on the referees. He's, he's beating them down, putting them in foot locks, ankle locks, and, and all sorts of stuff. Right? Sammy's trying to calm it down. He's like, it's over. Stop. Stop yeah. now. We're done. We've done the <clears> job. <throat> We're done. Um, he's, but Ken is just going absolutely ballistic and then ends up, like, literally giving giving Sammy the right hand from hell. Um, <laughs> knocks Sammy down like a sack of spuds. Um, Sammy's, like, in shock. Uh, he then basically leaves says I'm done with him and leaves him and off he goes. And uh, then obviously that, you know, we still see Ken then 
continuing to beat on the refs. We get security guards coming out there, getting slammed all over the place. You know, it's, it was just a, a gem, general ass kicking by anybody that come anywhere near him from Ken. Um, obviously, then that cuts into Scott and Sammy um, in the office. Well, it started, well, he, he, he's on Scott and he's obviously yeah. ranting. It turns out he's ranting at Sammy. Uh, you know, and then, of course, Scott decides he's going to indefinitely suspend Ken Shamrock. Um, and, and, of course, you know, rather than, you know, defending him and, and trying to sort this out, Sammy obviously is like, well, that's fine by me. Yeah, but that's what I came in here for is pretty much what he said. You know, he, yeah. he, he came in basically to, to put that argument across to him that Kane Shamrock's out of control now, so you might as well just get rid of him. Yeah, that's you it. Know, I'm done. I'm you, done with him. He went to, to shake Scott DeMore's hand and Scott just batted him away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, I, I thought, you know, all of this section at that, at that up to this point was really good. Like, I love the way that that, that was all formed. Um, have you got anything, anything on that, Steve? I say all the performances here were really, really good. Um, and even Ken not being there, add, you know, it, it added some why him not being there. I think if he'd have been there and then in the room, um, Scott and Scott say, look, you're suspended. I think it would have taken something away. Yeah. Well, it, it, it would have changed. It would have changed the aspect of, the, of what they wanted to get out of that story, yeah. which was, was the yeah. fact they wanted they wanted to split Sammy away from him. Exactly. So, yeah. And if Ken was in there, it would kind of, yes, they would have split him away, but it would, the focus would have been more on, um, more on Ken, Ken, and not, Ken yeah. than it would have yeah. been on Sammy. They wanted to focus on Sammy at that point. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was good. Then we get, um, then we get obviously Rich Swan um, and Tommy backstage. I thought this was a really nice promo from Rich. Again, yeah. I've been, I've been a little bit critical of Rich in the past. I've not really thought his, Promos have been believable. But I thought the, the, this promo was very fluid. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I thought Rich was really, really good. What do you think, Steve? I've never had a problem with Rich's promos. I've always thought he's um, been a really good promo. And um, I thought that they'd done a really, really good job here. Um, last week, I think it was last week, wasn't it? They made the match. Um, I... I had a bit of an issue with it. Like I have no problem with Tommy, but I don't really want to see him getting a title shot. But here they did a really good job where they made the match have more meaning by giving the history behind Dreamer, giving Terry Funk a title shot and his, you know, 50th birthday was it, I think with Dreamer in it on his, when he had the title, I think. Yeah. So they gave they gave it they gave the the match more meaning in the history of it. Mm-hmm. So I thought they'd done a really good job in this segment. Yeah, I thought it was good as well, and it gave yeah, like you say, it was it was giving reason and relevance to why they're mm. doing what they were doing. Um, you know, what did you think, Joe? I um like like Steve said, it, um it set up the match a bit more better. I I've no, I've no problem with Tommy Dreamer. And um when Rich Swan gave the reason last last week why he set in the match up, it already had had. Things to take over, yeah. Tommy, it might be like beginning of being the beginning of the end of Tommy Dreamer's career, for one for one thing. In um, ring, in yeah, ring, in ring, obviously, um, or at least a step back for a while. But um, and then of course we had Chris Bay and Moose getting involved last week as well. So something it, we might not even get Dreamer versus 
Rich Swan. We might get Moose like injuring um, Tommy Dreamer or taking him out, and then it'd be Moose or Chris Bay in there instead. Yeah. So it's, it's it's got loads of open doors on where it can go. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, again, it's it's just good storytelling from Impact Wrestling, and the fact that they they did mention um, they've Rich Swan mentioned that Tommy Dreamer done Mr. Terry Funk. I didn't even know that it happens because I I only started watching wrestling in 1999, so a lot of a lot of the histories of well done me i only watched like wwf back in the day um but you know it, it's, it's it's a nice setup for a good feel-good match as well like we had with jordan grace and jazz so whichever way it goes i'm happy with it yep i i'm i'm all for everything that you're saying there i think that makes perfect sense i think it was it was uh uh, like you said, I was I'm very vocal. I, I don't necessarily want to see Tommy in a, in the main event. I don't want to see him going for a world title, um, whether he loses or not. It's not what I want to see. You know, I mean, there are better main events than that, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but um, you know, you know, I like the way they're setting it up as this, a part of the story. It makes sense. Um, the story's going to build. Obviously, we're going to have next week as well. You know, to add more more fuel to the fire. Um, yeah, I, I'm very interested to see where this one's going, and I'm I'm looking forward to the next instalment on it. We then get uh, a promo from the Good Brothers backstage. Uh, now, what I found really weird on this one was they were very much promoting AEW in this, which led me to think, right? Which wrong wrongly, I'm going to say, which led me to think they weren't necessarily going to get one of those uh, Tony Khan, Tony Schiavone adverts. Yeah. Adverts, right because i thought it was almost like the good brothers were doing the promoting for them right because that's what it was like like i'm like they're still they're holding the impact titles but they're like promoting aew and what they're doing in aew as opposed to what they're going to do in impact it was it was it was bizarre for me to see that it was really bizarre and i was like hang on a minute i'm going to take my good brothers t-shirt off in a minute um, <laughs> tear that, that, up yeah, I was go, like, go all Hulk Hogan, rip it, rip it. Uh, I was not, I was, I was not <laughs> impressed. Um, but of course, then the, the 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 beer guns interrupt, um, and you know we get you know anything for me with with James Storm. I said this before. Anything with James Storm for me is gold. The guy can promo his ass off like twenty four seven, and I thought this was really good. The way that they kind of created this match for next week between these guys. Um, I thought it was really good, and I loved the the closing line from Chris Saban, which was the ballless wonders. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of love that. What did you think, Steve? Yeah, well, say so I I assumed that they were talking about AEW because that was their next booked match. Right, they haven't got a booked match in Impact right now. I I don't think well, so. Not, that, not until next week, though. Yeah. So their their next booked match is in AEW. So they're obviously they're they're talking about that. They were talking about that one, yeah. Um, and then yeah, obviously then Storm and Saban popped up and had an issue with that. Um, but yeah, the the promo between Storm and um, the Good Brothers was was um, absolute gold. Um, and then um, Saban chipped in with that line, which was which was hilarious. But um, I, I'd I'd like to see. Um, Storm and um, Storm bring back the the, the beer drink and um, championship between him and the Good Brothers. Yeah, that would the, be good. That would be yeah, that championships. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be really good. Um, yeah, and he comes down on his boozer cruiser. Yeah. But bottom line is this, though. Um, you know, even the commentary picked up on the whole ballless wonders thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that was sort of supposed to have been the you know the, the 
the the big the big ending, and it yeah. worked. I thought it was you, really really good. Really you good. think yeah. that could be a, a hint to the ending of the match? Maybe maybe we could end up with a balls match. Uh, what they call it? Um, ball for ball match, or, or um, <laughs> like low, a, low, a low blow or something. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to bring in the ball for ball match like they did with uh, it's uh, res- uh, talking talking shop of mania too. <laughs> ball for ball match, baby. <laughs> that was brilliant. Can you imagine it? But anyway, so ballless wonders, we love it. Um, we then obviously move on to the next match, which was uh, the entrance of uh, uh, Madman Fulton. I've said it before, I'll say it again. His music is awesome um, and suits him to the ground. I love it. Um, so he comes in, obviously, with Ace. Uh, we then get Josh Alexander. Uh, do we think Josh Alexander needs to get some new music? No, I, I, I like I like that he's still got the um, it, the North and the North sort of music. It's, it's now his music. It will, you know, it, 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 it will obviously change as time goes on because he's got another year at Impact Wrestling, so it probably will, will change near the second half of his t- um, end of the year. Maybe. But, but now, I, I just think it's all part of his, his change to become a singles competitor, though. I mean, yeah. like, I, I you remember when I interviewed him, Joe, um, it came out that originally that music that, that they used for the North, which is he's now using for himself, um, was originally written for him. Because yeah. when he came in, it was, they, originally he was coming in to do a singles run. Um, and then they saw the potential in the North as a tag team, and they put that to him, and that's what happened. And then the, the, that music then became the Norse music. Um, now he's using that, obviously, as his singles run. I don't know. I just think that because it's so associated to the North now that, you know, it's taken away from the fact that he's now going as a singles, he's doing a singles run. You know, he's got new gear. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. What, what do you think on that, Joe? It, it, it's it's it still adds that that um, menacing persona that you want mm. from Josh Alexander, and I do believe that, it, like I said, it will it will change in the next couple of months, but also uh, as his singles career builds up a bit more. But for for, for now, it works for me. Um, like Josh Alexander is still finding his feet as a singles competitor again after after such, such a long time. True, what about you? as a tag wrestler. What about you, Steve? Yeah, like I, I, I feel the same. Like it, it fits him. He, you know, I, I, when he when he walked out um, to that music, I felt like that 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 feels it feels right. It feels like it fits him perfectly. Um, and after Ethan Page left, he put up a video um, of that theme with um, like background content to to it, um, and it all looked sort of like it worked correctly. Um, and I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it's it, it's not like um, James Storm coming out on his own to be a money. That would kind of feel a bit odd. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's a it, it's a bit different. Like I say, it's an instrumental, so it still kind of works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah it's one, it's, it's it's one like... of those themes that works for a face and a heel. I think. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> you know, I just thought I would pose that question as he's moving yeah. into that singles role. It's got to mm. be worth asking, you know, you know, would that help yeah. freshen him up, bring him more into the yeah. uh, more into, why, into but, a singles yeah. role, rather, because we would mm. still associate that music with the North. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that's just a thought. Yeah. Now, I can see why. Yeah. The match itself, um, I, I thought 
Fulton looked amazing. Like, yeah. he was so strong early on. Um, he was jacked as well. He was pretty toned up. Um, I know he's been doing a lot of the uh, the, the the Diamond Dallas Page um, uh, yoga and all that kind of stuff. So I know he's been doing all that. Uh, and I know Ace Austin's been doing that as well. So I, I guess they've been doing that together. But, um, you know, he's looking good. He's looking strong, agile. Um, I mean, there, there's one point where he literally picks up uh, Joss Alexander from the floor. Yeah. Slam him back down again. Um, and I was kind of like, wow, that's impressive. I mean, mm. you know, I mean, Josh Alexander's got to be, what, 225 pounds maybe. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a big, strong uh, strong lad, just to pick him up like that, you know, was 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 very impressive. Um, and yeah, I think regardless of the result, um, you know, obviously we know that Josh managed to get that uh, that pole driver in there to to you know get the win. Um, I thought it was a it, it was a really really good match. Both guys looked good, um, and nobody has gone away from the match. Like, oh, he just got absolutely destroyed by Josh. Yeah. Josh yeah. Alexander, he pr- proved that he's ready for singles competition. Uh, again, proved he's ready for it. Um, he was faultless f- in the entire match. And that, that um, Tiger driver, I've never seen anyone lift Matt Van Fulton like that and, and successfully drive him like that. You know, that was amazing. You'd expect that from someone like Doc Gallows or if he was still there, Brian Cage and Michael Elgin, if they were still there. Yeah. But you know, Josh Alexander, Josh Alexander is a strong wrestler, but he doesn't look like the huge powerhouse that you expect him to be. He's he's, he's very very te- technically sound, and you, you you expect to see that more rather than a huge huge power move. You expect that if, like like when he just double team moves with Ethan Page when he was there, rather than as one of his main main offensive moves. And yeah, if that's impressive. if that's his finishing move because he has the spinning tombstone part over, but Havoc's got a tombstone, so he's not going to be using that. If that's his finishing move, that's a damn awesome finishing move to have. Yeah, I mean, commentary has also picked up on how impressive that finish was from uh, from Josh. Um, I, I, yeah, like you say, he's a very, very technical wrestler. Uh, he, there's no wasted motion with Josh. Um, and he's tough. You know, he could take a beating, you know, and still come back strong. Um, and he, like you say, he's got an engine like a, like a tank. What did you think on this one, Steve? I know you yeah. quite like you like the you like Josh, don't you? You're a big fan of Josh. I am, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was looking forward when they announced this match um, um, the other night. This was a match I was really looking forward to. Um, it's kind of like the immovable force versus the irresistible object, in it, or something like that. <laughs> you got two two brick walls meeting each other, and um, it's like who was going to give first? Um, and in this case, sadly, it was Fulton. But Josh is. You know, Josh in this match was just immense. Um, he was, he was great. Showed, wasn't he? Yeah, he he showed that in this match that a singles run is not out of the question. There was so so it, he 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 kind of just took all of Fulton's um, beatings in this match and just just kind of came back came back to it, give give more really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. thought I thought it was it was an intense match. I absolutely mm. loved it. Yeah. Um, it. Again, guys, leave your comments down below. Let us know mm. your thoughts. If there's any questions you might have for us, mm. make sure you put the uh, you know and uh, make sure you put the special words. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, it, it I think it was a really solid match. 
both mm. guys came out looking strong regardless of the result. Um, really, really good. I'd like to know where Fulton goes from here, though. That's the thing, though, because he mm. looks strong in the win. I, I suppose did, it doesn't yeah. really matter. It doesn't really matter. He might have lost, but he still looks strong. Mm. Um, so I, I think I, I am interested to in see where he goes yeah. uh, from there. But it was, you know, he looked good. He looked strong. So there's no, yeah, it wasn't detrimental to him at all, in mm. my opinion. Um, we then go on to a Good Brothers action figure advert. Now, um, <laughs> the limited only and all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was good. You know, I, I don't know what impact get out of this, uh, or whether it's just one of those, um, you know, moments where they're supporting uh, their talent in their outside the wrestling show endeavors. Um, I think it probably was. There's a limited uh, amount of these, so you need to get up there and order them if that's if that's your thing. Um, I'm sure Matt Cardona is all over that, and Brian Myers. They've probably <laughs> pre-ordered them already. Uh, but yeah, no, if it's your thing, get pre-ordering your action figure of the Good Brothers. And they look really awesome, to be fair. I thought they looked really good. I loved they all the, the additions that you've got the different heads yeah. and the different hands and all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought that was very cool indeed. Much better than your standard figure. Yeah, but AEW's got some figures coming out like that as well. And I think Eddie Edwards might have one too. I saw Alicia Edwards a couple of weeks ago had a, um, something like about Eddie Edwards um, possibly having some of that too. But um, you have to check over her Instagram and see if you can find anything there. But I know AEW have got action figures coming up like that too, especially with the Young Bucks and um, their main event characters there. So it's, it's all like tying into... into one thing, hopefully, but I think that for the Good Brothers, it's a limited edition thing to help bolster their brand. Yeah, of course, that's what I think it is at the end of the day. And it would be interesting if Impact and AEW, um, you know, have got some sort of joint thing. You know, you never know. They they could be like both of them. It could be a deal which involves Impact and um, AEW. You know, to create that bigger uh, selling fan base. You know what I mean? That bigger. You know, yeah. So I, th- I think it'd be interesting to see, you know, again, you know, why d- you don't just have to collaborate on your TV shows. You can collaborate on all sorts of things. Help each other market. You exactly. Know, this is everything you can, you can get involved in. Again, it's the same with any of it. If I go to my local, you know, farm shop and I want to buy 20 bags of potatoes, I'm going to get a better deal than if I only want to buy two bags of potatoes. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. So, um, you know, it creates that buying power is better. So I, I, I think it's interesting how that all works out. We then get Myers coming to the ring. I love Brian Myers' music. Um, I think he's great. Um, he comes out, he's wearing an eye patch. Obviously, he'd been poked in the eye a couple of times and uh, Eddie bit it and, and well, all sorts of stuff going on there. So he's wearing an eye patch. Uh, we then start getting the in-ring promo. He's, he's basically saying that, you know, he he is the professional wrestler and Eddie is the most unprofessional wrestler on the roster. Um, this all then leads uh, to Eddie coming out and uh, basically attacking uh, Brian Myers, going for it, which was interesting. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere... Um, Hernandez turns up now, <laughs> like, and just basically takes out Eddie um, and starts giving him a beat down. Uh, while all that's going on, um, we then all of a sudden get Matt Cardona come out, who then clears the ring. Um, so, you know, comes out, gets a save. Instantly, we've got two alliances here. We've got Hernandez and Myers, and we've got uh, Eddie and Cardona. Now, you know, wow. 
like Eddie and Cardona together is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good way to kick off Matt Cardona's career. I think so. I think, I mean, that is definitely like you're talking about Eddie Edwards, the, you know, the, 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 you know, the absolute OG, the absolute, um, you know, legend, the, 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 I don't know, what do you want to call You know what? I'm... He's the pinnacle of pro wrestling. He is, he yeah. is the, the, the locker room leader. He is the, you know, the vet of the, of the locker room for impact wrestling. And he's now going to be working with, he's now going to be working with, with Matt Cardona. Now, you know, interesting that how this is all going to turn out. But one thing's for sure, if we end up with a, with the tag team match, which I think we are, because at the end of the promo they did after, they didn't say it was set. They said that we can go to management to get it set. Yeah. Right, so at the moment, it's mm-hmm. not set. Right. So um, unless it's come out on social media, but it may have done. <laughs> um, but as us talking about it in this moment in time, it's not been announced yet officially. Yeah. But we're looking at Matt Cardona versus... Uh, Brian Myers and Hernandez for um, you know a tag match at No Surrender. Now uh, it's that, or I know um, uh, Mac, um, uh, Brian Myers. He was ch- trying to challenge Eddie Edwards for a match at, at Turning Point, and then he, because of that, he could because he couldn't compete. He got Hernandez out, and he said, "You're facing Hernandez." So I think we could have two matches there. We could have Eddie Edwards and Hernandez. And then okay. Brian Myers versus versus Matt Cardona at Turning Point. Oh, that'd be interesting. And ne- next week, next week we get the tag match of Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona versus Hernandez and Brian Myers. But at Turning Point, then they both come 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 head to head. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how it how all of these things sort of kind of tie in and come together. What I do love though is the way that Impact seamlessly are able to you know, sort of kind of like move from one storyline into another and then and keep all of these storylines going simultaneously. It works so well. What did you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of intrigued in where Hernandez came from. I guess he's not interested in his money anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's. Um, I'm glad that Myers has finally got into to a degree a settled feud now because he kind of was running through opponent after opponent after opponent after opponent so it's nice that he's finally landed in a feud with um edwards and i mean you can't get a better better feud than edwards can you (laughs) well let's face it i mean that's that's when impact management are saying okay this you know we got to do something good with this guy we've signed him officially now let's give him a good storyline moving forward um you know his promo when he came in though i mean he was so fluid it was yeah uh, so good it was you know is is what you expect from um you know a guy of his caliber where he's come from you know you've got to be good on the mic in the ring um, you know, he's, you could tell that he's worked live as well because there was no, um, hesitation in everything that he was saying. It was very believable. Um, I thought yeah. it was really good. Really, we've, really good. We've, we've talked about like Moose, Callahan, maybe Omega coming and taking the title off a of swan, but Myers has been on fire since he's come in the company. He's good. He's got a great yeah. look. He's got a great look, and he's so good on 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 and off the mic in the ring. Everything. Mm-hmm. He's just an all round professional wrestler, the yeah. most professional wrestler on the roster, um, and and that is the bottom line. Um, now, 
I thought this is good. Like I said, we ended up with that, uh, you know, looks like a match next week with the, the t- a tag team match between the two teams. Um, I thought also, you know, I thought Matt um, and Eddie afterwards, um, I love the way that they're calling Brian at the moment, bad mood, Brian. Yeah. Right. Now I, I, I think that's cool. I mean, they, <laughs> they brought that up. That came out first time last week. Um, and, and when we discussed it, Steve, I said, then I thought that was, I thought it was cool. Bad, bad mood. Brian is definitely a take on bad news. Barrett. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be. It's got to be. Um, but I just think I, I'm down with, with uh, Bad Mood Brian. I think that works really well. Um, Is that or you got the world's most professional pirates? <laughs> exactly. The world's most professional pirate in a bad mood. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was... Um, I, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm really, really liking this. And I think, actually, that, that Brian has come out like looking great. I mean, yes, EY came straight firing all guns at you know at Slamversu when he debuted it was all guns blazing but then obviously at that time he'd signed officially yeah yeah you know Brian was sort of kind of there he was making you know making his debut or whatever um but I think they were feeling their way with him Mm. I think he was feeling the way with them too and then of course once he signed it's now right okay now we're ready to go um but I think they've done the right thing also because you can't push everybody all at the same time exactly you know, so um, yeah, I th- I think this works really well. Um, I'm loving it. I think Brian Myers is 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 ace, uh, but yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And I think Matt Cardona is is proving uh, to also be a great addition, very entertaining addition to to the roster. Him and Eddie is going to be great. So I'm looking forward do, to that. Do they have much history, him and Eddie? I don't think they've got any no. because Matt has never uh, Eddie's never worked for WWE, and Matt has never worked for. Um, for Impact or TNA until now, no. so mm. yeah, so there's no history there. That's going to be interesting then. Well, you know, we all know that Eddie can work with anyone. Mm. Oh no, we? I just meant like you know, it'll be a first for them, so that'll be kind of like a, a nice like first. Oh one. yeah, of course, yeah. because we no one's seen it before. This is yeah. completely fresh stuff. So, um, so I think it's great. So, and they, they Eddie and, and Matt have good chemistry, I think. Yeah, you yeah. saw that when they did the promo backstage. There was instant chemistry there. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, Eddie Edwards is there. You know, let, let's let's get a Scott tomorrow. Let's get this match set up. And you know, the, the back and forth between them, the the amount of respect that um, uh, Matt Cardona seems to has for Eddie Edwards, in, and you instantly see that there and there. You can tell that's that's genuine. It's it's not just um, part of a character. And um, again, going back to the interview he, he'd done, you know the amount of respect he's shown for the entire roster, you know, he's happy to be at impact wrestling. And that's why yeah. I do, I do think he is officially signed. It's just not officially mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, the, he was talking about, he, uh, in one of the interviews I saw, he was putting over Ace Austin, he was putting over Fulton, he was putting over Eddie and, you know, it was, it was good. It, it was really, really good to see that. We then, we then go to backstage and, and obviously we go to the, we go to find, that's what was called now. Is it Swinger Palace or something? Yeah, um, Swinger's Palace. Like Swinger's Palace. Palace in That's Las right. Vegas. Um, and we've got Bravo is now obviously working for Swinger, it seems, uh, making making the Wonga for for um, for, for Swinger. Um, we get we had the swings, is it the swinglets or the swinger <laughs> swing swing swingerillas uh. or something? Um, in the background. <laughs> Um, we've we've got and we've got Falabar and we've got um, Alicia Edwards uh, on on the tables on the tables. Yep. 
So, uh, and they lose, unfortunately. <laughs> um, quite a lot of money, it seems. Uh, House wins. Swinger comes along, does his bit, gets it, wants to get his cut of the, of the money. Pings out like a ginormous roll of, of, of newspaper with a few notes around it. And, oh, sorry, a big wad of cash. Um, and then adds, has, has his latest uh, wad to it. Um, I, where do you think this is going? Because, because I know that obviously we had the whole stolen money thing. Then obviously Swinger ends up with that. And he's effectively using that to make more money. Is that, is that, what, is that what we're getting here? Yeah, that, that's where it's going. And I think we're going to see Father Bar versus Johnny Swinger sometime next week. I think because, you know, Lish Rebels is saying, you need to start paying Bravo. And Swinger's there. Oh, no, he, he tried to get me arrested. And look what happened with him and Tyler Barkley. Da, 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 da. And there was a bit of a uh, back and forth between Swinger and Father Bar as um, Swinger was leaving. So, you know, you can see the look on Father Bar's face. He's like, I'm going to sort this fucker out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. So I, I quite like this. I think this has moved on quite nicely to the sort. Of, this is your our little bit of comedy relief. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it was it was good. It was really good. Steve, you? Yeah, I agree. I think it's leading to Swinger versus Vallabar. But then I think after that, does it finish or does you know what happens then? <laughs> I don't know. You know, know, this this money storyline has been going on for a long while and it feels like it's past here, past there, past here, past there and it's yeah. still hanging around. So does it finish or does it pass over to someone else? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It could be whoever isn't in the ring at the moment. Yeah. Uh, let's give them a shot with the money for a while. Uh, this, this money could be passed around for years. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Say so anyway. Hernandez started it and he's not even interested no more. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's on, he's on something else now. Whatever, he's, he's done. Um, we then move on to our next match. Now, our next match is um, Decay's Crazy Steve versus Triple XL, and not only Triple XL, but Triple XL fun size, Larry D. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that it's, uh, yeah, this, this was a really good match, actually. Uh, I think Larry came out. He's looking, he's looking at, he's lost a bit of weight. He's looking a lot thinner in the face and, you know, he's clearly toning himself up and, you know, he's looking good. We actually starting to see a, a six pack um, at times, which is really good. Uh, so he's looking trim. Obviously prison is, is done well for him health wise. <laughs> so are we working. sure he went to prison? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's been working out. He's, he's been getting himself ready and he, he's ready to, to kick some ass uh, and he's pissed. Oh yeah. He's pissed off. He's got something to prove now, isn't he? He's got well, you, to prove. If you, you miss a chance with someone like Rosemary, you're going to be pissed off, aren't you? Of course you are. Of course <laughs> you are. So, so, so obviously Crazy Steve comes out uh, straight on the bat. Larry D, you know, using all of his heel tactics. Um, you know, they were clearly creating a heel and face thing going on here. Um, you know, you've got, you've got AC sort of kind of getting involved a little bit, but very sly, so very heely. Um, which I thought was which was really good, and that happened quite early on. Um, then we get into like Steve basically resulting to biting. Now I haven't seen this for for a while, you know, unless it was like the hardcore stuff. But yeah, um, all of a sudden Steve's like biting, biting Larry a lot, like on his arm, on his head, and just biting him wherever he can bite him, basically, uh, to try and stop this 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 madman coming at him. Um, now. You know, obviously, you know, eventually, 
you know, this, the, the, the bite, it doesn't pay off because the, the best stand in the house lays him out. Um, and, and Larry gets the one, two, three. So he, so he makes a triumphant return, which is great. But what we then got was sort of kind of like this intimidation thing from Rosemary, uh, where she sort of kind of come in looking her, you know, crazy, you know, like yeah. demon <laughs> self. Um, mm. And you see sort of kind of like Larry and AC are like, whoa, uh, back it up. And they're out of there. That's kind of, they, you definitely see this kind of intimidation there. Uh, from Rosemary, um, and then obviously Steve comes out of the ring. You get the the interaction between the brother and sister, um, and you know you could clearly see that Rosemary's thinking, you know, and, and something needs to happen here. This is you know we're we're a monster short or whatever it is. It ended up coming out later. Um, obviously, you know we then go backstage and we get an interview with Trey and uh, well, well an interview with Dean Miller with Trey Miguel. Now, um, I thought this started off really well. Um, you know, she's asking the right questions. Trey's basically explaining his situation. This, now, for me, this was very clever, even though I wasn't expecting Sammy to be the one that turned up. Mm-hmm. So Sammy turns up um, and basically tells, you know, Gear Miller to, to do one. Um, <laughs> and then sort of kind of like, then basically gives Trey Miguel a dressing down. Um, on, on you know effectively so you know because he was he was effectively sort of calling uh Des and Wentz you know his rascal mates uh, a chain type of thing and yeah you know he's now on his own <laughs> and he can do his own thing and he's not tied down and all this kind of stuff so Sammy's giving the dress down giving him a lesson in loyalty all this kind of stuff um and then and then we end and this is I think very very important we end with the with the word passion now this was used as a dig at Triple H. Yeah. Because mm. in, the, in the interview uh, that, that was had where Triple H was asked about Trey Miguel, he talked about some wrestlers have the passion and all that kind of stuff, didn't he? Yeah. Right? Oh. Uh, I mean, it transpires that the reason Trey didn't come with them at the time was that his nephew, I think it was, 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 was ill or yeah. there was some trouble or something. And he felt that, you know, his family was, was more important at that time than going up north. Um, yeah. But obviously, I think what's led to Trey coming back possibly is the comments from Triple H. Because mm. uh, I, I was um, an insider, I had a little bit of insider information saying that Trey had uh, or was looking to go to WWE in February. Um, but it just obviously didn't pan out for whatever reason. He's decided he didn't want to go for whatever reason. He wanted to come home. Um you know, it could be something as simple as he's realized that not being an impact is, is you know, you know, impacts where he wants to be, you know, at the end of yeah. the day. Um, and because of, because he gets to be there without his, with his brothers, which is, which, you know, it's true to a degree what he's saying. Yeah, they were, um, they were a crutch to him because he was always associated with just the Russells, even when he was breaking out solo, you know, he was tipped to be the next AJ Styles along with Ace Austin. But yeah. he, he always kept falling short. And even when Trey was talking to Sammy and Trey was talking to, to Gia, he said that he was being overlooked because of them too. So he's also sort of playing down the rascals and everything the WWE's doing, like you said, you know, that they've picked their favorites and just cast him aside. You know, you're going to expect that regardless if it was Triple H or Vince McMahon making the decision. You know, they, they got what they wanted. They didn't give a crap about Trey McGuire regardless. 
Yeah, exactly. And and I think it's great that Trey has come home. Um, mm. But it's interesting. I mean, are we going to see uh, Trey Miguel and Sammy create uh, a new faction or, or they're going to be together at some point? I mean, do you think that's what, what, where we're going with this, Steve? I don't think so. I think we're going to see them have a match, but I don't think we're going to see them together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Trey Miguel on Twitter has already called out Sammy Callahan next week. If Is that you, right? Yeah, if you check his Twitter account, um, uh, straight after Impact Wrestling, come on, um, he, he sends out this message. He says, "Fuck you, Sammy. I want you. I want you." Right. And okay. So right. we're going. We know where Sammy Callahan's going now because he's not. He's not involved with Eddie Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sammy Callahan and Trey Miguel is going to be something building up there, which is going to be great for Trey Miguel as well. So, so that's their building platform, and we know where Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona are going. So that's that's their platform. I bet Trey's absolutely loving life though, because he's thinking, Christ, if, you know, you you you're putting me in with Sammy. I, yeah, I'm definitely. This, that's a platform mm-hmm. like with you. That's to the stars, mate. Yeah. If you li- listen to Trey's words, he kind of said, you know, that he sort of was with how sort of with his crutches over the last couple of years, and. I feel like the last thing he would want is to be with someone else. He yeah. sort of feels like he wants to be in a run solo and kind of if he falls, then he's going to fall by himself and it's going to be down to his own errors now. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that, definitely. Mm. But to be put in with Sammy, being that potential partner, that heel to his, you know, whatever it is he's creating here, but that the, you know, to put him in with Sammy, I think is the way to really sort of kind of push him to that next level. Um, mm. You know, hopefully we're going to see, we'll get a couple of really good matches out of this. You know, oh I, yeah. I, I, it it's, it's, it's going to be gold dust between these two. We're going to get some really brutal matches and Trey Miguel's come back as a anti-hero rather than a full baby face. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I agree with that totally. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so moving on from that, we then get the next uh, backstage segment, which is Triple XL uh, again with Gear Miller. She's getting quite a lot of interviews in at the moment on Gear, um, and um, obviously Larry D is is expressing his um, you know disgust and, and and everything else towards Decay and Rosemary's not impressed in the slightest, and they're not intimidated, even though <laughs> you know people thought they were uh, AC. I thought it was AC that looked more intimidated. Oh, AC was bricking it. Yeah, he was. He was absolutely bricking it. So, um, and then all of a sudden, um, but he's saying, you know, I wouldn't hit a woman and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then, of course, we then get to Neil and Caleb with a K turn up. Uh, to Neil sort of saying, well, I've quite happily hit Rosemary for you. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I don't think what um, they were expecting was for uh, it to be Triple XL to Neil versus. Uh, crazy Steve, and you know, or whatever. I, I think there was. I think the plan was to have Caleb involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to be very interested because that could then forward this later on after this match. So we yeah. then get the 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 match sort of kind of uh, talked about, which was Tanil Triple XL versus Decay um, for No Surrender. But it's going to be a case of I think she sort of basically said like you might need to find a partner kind of thing. I think. Yeah. That's what to make it a, a three on three so uh this obviously um we know um that, that 
like traditionally or you know in in coronation one of um decay we had a monster in abyss um who they missed they missed their beautiful monster um but you know he's not available at the moment so they're a monster down so they need to find themselves a monster to create you know to move forward um i did see a tweet earlier with regards from rosemary which is stating that you know they are uh, lacking a monster in their team but you know at the end of the day the the undead realm has legions of monsters so um they're obviously bringing someone in. Um, I, I'm going to go with Black Taurus at this because we, there has been um, rumours that he was at the tapings. Um, and for me, would make the perfect monster. Um, you know, he's, his character is a Menator. So, yeah. You know, which got- is, you know, is a hybrid kind of man-beast. Um, and he's got, you know, the headgear and all. It just makes sense that he would potentially come from the undead realm. Um, so... Yeah, I, I think that's what we're going to see there. That's what Taurus is all about. Will he debut next week, maybe? Or will he just turn up at uh, No Surrender? What do you think, Steve? It's a possibility. Um, I mean, the, the, the quote Rosemary put out, we have lots of monsters in the undead realm. Was there en- ever anyone that they done anything with in the undead realm that they maybe left there? Because I know that they've done something with Bram, but was he ever possibly left there? Um, I don't know. I mean, we don't really, really know what happened to Bram, do we? That's what I mean. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people have been calling for him. Yeah, to Bram, Bram was chucked in a suitcase and left, left out in the wilderness, and then he came back with the DCC. Mm, That's right. Yeah. Actually, and, you're right. Yeah. So, but um, it, there's no so no saying that Bram doesn't come back from mm. the undead realm because uh, yeah. you know the shadow has a way to bring people back. But yeah. I, I'm listening to what you said, uh, Jason. I think I think that um, Taurus is most likely going to come back, most likely at t- turning point as a, as a sh- surprise entrant, and because you know they're going to be thinking, "Oh, you're one person down. You're not going to beat us." And then they bring up this monster from the undead realm, and Taurus is awesome. Oh my god, he's a beast, isn't yeah. he? He really yeah. is a monster. You know, he's he a beast. Great wrestler, um, you know, from AAA. So it's gonna be yeah, I think I really hope that that's who it is. If he comes in, do you think he comes in full time or just as a part time income? I don't know. I mean, is it gonna be a case of that we might start seeing Decay bringing in lots of different monsters from the Ed realm? Um, you know, maybe we could see I don't know, Luchasaurus turn up. I mean, who knows? I mean, Luchasaurus at the end of the day is in AEW, so there's no reason why he can turn up and be part of Decay for a bit. Um, You know, until they finally, you know, decide and get to maybe, you know, like you say, Bram debuting um, and becoming the, the, you know, the permanent member of Decay. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I think, I think, I think Black Taurus would be great as part of Decay long term. Mm. But, you know, he is signed to AAA. Um, I, I think it's all about that kind of um, relationships that we've got building, which helps, um, you know, when you need something, if you haven't got what you want, then, oh, AAA, I've got so-and-so, that'll do. You know, mm. that'll work. And then, you know, that, that's all part of that relationship building, isn't it? So I think that's really good to see. I, I really do. So, yeah, I think it's going to be Taurus, no mm. surrender. I hope he debuts next week. I hope there's some Very sort of... possible. I, I mean, they I, do need a third person, don't they? 
I think what would be really cool was some kind of um, vignette with Rosemary and Steve doing some kind of, you know, undead realm stuff. And then, like, Taurus appearing from under the ground or something. You know, like, just, yeah. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, they bring him up from the undead realm. Um, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, I think that would be, that would have been, that'd be really cool. I don't know. I, I'm spitballing here, but I think that would be really cool if something like that happened on next week. And then, obviously, he then is in the match for No Surrender against Triple XL um, and Tanil. I don't know. My 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 undead realm is going crazy at the moment. <laughs> I found it very strange how Tennille entered herself in this match because I was like, "Your you know your win loss record is terrible, and especially against Rosemary. What chance do you think you've got of taking <laughs> Rosemary out?" <laughs> oh, it's, it's it, it backs up her backs up her cocky attitude. It does. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all about her, regardless. You know, win or lose, she gets all the photos on 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 Facebook and Instagram yeah. and wherever else she is. Uh, mm. that's all that matters to her to be honest mm. you know it's publicity is, is more important to her than, than wins and losses mm. although yeah. i will say her reaction when she found out caleb wasn't in the match was absolutely priceless yeah caleb's reaction is like oh what about me <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 totally totally and, it, and, and again this is where i'm saying that potentially we've, we've got some legs on this because you know if they bring in taurus um you know then Tennille wants to get caleb involved then, you know, there's no reason why we couldn't then start seeing other things. But, of course, the other thing as well is that um, it opens it up to, to be able to have a, a Steve Rosemary or Taurus and Rosemary. Yeah. Um, and then you could have Tennille and Larry or Caleb or you're opening it up to then start having those sort of kind of like intergender uh, mm. tag matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you're opening it up to, to lots of different one-on-ones as well as loads of sort of kind of tag team combination things as well. So you could have a real long thing going on here. Yeah. You really could. Um, okay. So we then move on to the next match. So we've got the, uh, the, the, the Susan versus Jordan Grace. Obviously, Susan's coming to the ring with Deanna and Kimberly. Uh, Jordan Grace coming out with Jazz. Um, this is my pop. This is now going to be my pop of the night. Um, so we get this amazing, uh, we, well, we get this match. I mean, you know, I mean, let's face the facts. Jordan Grace basically hands Susan's ass to her. Um, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Susan got, got some offense in. She looked really good. Um, she sold well, which mm. is, you know, what, what you're going to need. At the end of the day, she's not supposedly a professional wrestler, this person. Um, but, you know, she's, she's got a little bit of skill and, you know, but she ain't no Sue Young. That's what you got to remember. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I thought it was a good, it was a good match. We had the little bit of shenanigans going on, as we always do. Yeah, but I thought it was quite dominant, and and you know, with 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 the shenanigans going on between Kimber, uh, Diana outside the ring, you had a little bit, of, you had a little bit of stuff going on with Jazz getting involved a little bit, but of course, because you, you know, again. You know, you've got one-on-one -on -one in the ring. You've got two-on-one -on, -one on the outside in this scenario. So it's kind of, you know, the odds are not there with, with Grace and Jazz, are they, at this moment in time? So, you know, then we get, you know, again, we get the shenanigans, um, you know, and we get the we, we get the Deanna and Kimber outside the ring giving a slight assist to then end up with Jordan Grace getting the win. Now, and of course, Jordan gets the win, um, but of course, Deanna and Kimber 
you know, Susan not happy about that at all. So they they then invade the ring and start giving giving um, Jazz and and uh, Grace a bit of a pacing in the ring, um, getting an absolute kick in. They were definitely losing. And then what happens? What happens? This is the moment of the night, right? What happens? But the music hits. Out comes ODB to save the day. What an amazing moment. And does she not? She looks great. She looks, she looks absolutely, absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Great, yeah. So, and it was good. So, obviously, ODB comes out. She goes out, kicks ass, helping Jazz and Grace, uh, Jordan Grace, which was, 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 was great. I loved it. And then there was all the hugging and stuff. Jazz was, was loving ODB at that moment. Um, and I, I just think it was, it was a, uh, it was a good match. Um, mm. But the ending with the running and everything else for me yeah. was, the, was the pop of the night. I, I, I thought that was amazing. What, what, what about you, Steve? Yeah, as you say, it was a, it was a, it was, it was a really good match. Um, and I say Susan has been a breath of fresh air because there's been a lot of wrestlers that have been played that character of who they don't, how they don't know how to wrestle. But she tops it. She really does. Um, even down to her facial expressions, you really believe she doesn't know how what she's doing in there. Yeah. Um, but and know, then when she um, pops something out, it's yeah, almost like a surprise. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and taking a pin doesn't hurt her because, like I say, she's acting like she doesn't know how she's what she's doing. So yeah. it is like a, a member of the public in there, even though she is a wrestler. What I like about it, I mean, Joe would probably agree with me with this. What, what I like about it is by giving Sue Young multiple personalities, multiple, um, you know, roles, she can eat pins as Susan. She can eat pins as Susie, but Sue Young stays strong. Stay strong, yeah. Yeah, it's just like with Manic and TJP and Suicide. And, and the, the way that, uh, like you said, the way um, they've... Re- got Sue Young to restart a character. It's like when Ali started wrestling, she had no idea how to wrestle. And, she, she, and when Sue Young restarts a character, she restarts a character. She doesn't do like what TJP does with Manic and Suicide and carry on bits of what his offense. Sue Young resets everything. And it, like, um, like Steve said, we've heard people come in, play the character who can't wrestle, before, can't wrestle properly, who doesn't know how to do it. And it doesn't seem to pull off on, you know, Ethan Page tried it when he was, um, Joseph Park's cousin. Yeah. Although, although he, Chandler he, he, Park. Yeah, Chandler Park. He did a good job in that, and he didn't. He didn't wrestle much, so that. that so I suppose that point is a bit irrelevant, really. Mm. But you know, he, he took the bumps in the ring, and he didn't sell it as well as uh, when um, Susan takes a takes a beating, or when she doesn't get a pin, she goes up and complains to the official that she's the authority figure. You know, she, she's the one. Um, all the messages she puts out after the match <laughs> online. You know, bad mouth in the company and saying ODB is not a woman. She's she's not the woman who should be in the wrestling. She's she she's, she shouldn't have been here. I'm going to bring this to Scott Demore. I'm I'm going to get this all sorted. Yeah. Uh, things like that. You know, she, she's portraying that that she, she is part of Diana Parazzo's gang, rather than, than just some lackey that James Mitchell has managed to conjure up. Yeah, I, yeah, like, I yeah. liked when um, ODB came out and she tried to shake her hand and sort of smile to her like, hi, how are you? And sort of like, get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I think it was really good. Uh, I, I love it. I think Sue Young, Sue, Susan, Sue Young, Susie, they're all fantastic characters. And, you know, how better way, though, like I said, how better way 
to kind of like ultimately have more characters in your company than having someone that's got multiple personality. Yeah. You know, I, I just think it's such a such a great way of doing it. Um, and you know, fair play to 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 Sue. She really is such a good little character actress. Mm. Like she's very good. You can't take that away from her. She's very good. She no. can do anything. You know, and she's proved she could do anything. You know, she could be a monster. She could be the cute little um, girly type. You know, uh, character. And now she's playing a Karen. Yeah, um, as the Americans call it, you know, just basically a, 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 an all-knowing bitch, um, and and it's great. She's doing such a good job of it. Love it. Um, yeah. Okay, so great to see ODB back for me. Yeah, that was fantastic, huge. Um, we knew it was coming. We just didn't know when. But no, what a way! What a way surprising. to do it. It was yeah. genuinely a really good way of doing it. Um, Okay, so from then, we then go backstage um, segment where we've got Matt Hardy um, and Private Party. Now, there's something I noticed in this segment. I'm going to bring it up in a minute. But let's talk about what they were, they were discussing. Obviously, it started off with, with uh, the Private Party. I, forgot, I don't know which one is which, but um, they started off with them basically promoing, talking uh, to Matt. Uh, they were very convincing. I thought they were good. I thought they had really good promo skills. They talked really mm. well. Um, you know, we then get the sort of kind of um, pro. We get the you know the Steiner Mass promo <laughs> style coming in from Big Money Matt. You know, the whole percentages thing, which I thought was really good. But the thing I wanted to mention, um, and obviously, sorry, and obviously they're going for both the titles, uh, the AEW uh, as well as Impact. They want them all. They want it all. That's mm. where the, the whole Steiner percentage math comes in. Um, but did you notice, Nick, because over the last couple of weeks, we've had Impact wrestlers wearing Impact tracksuits. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did you notice that Private Party were wearing AEW tracksuits? Yeah, that's yeah. Stu- that stood out to me instantly. And then when Matt, Matt Hardy was mentioning, you know, you guys can beat the Young Bucks. You'll be the second greatest tag team in the world. And regardless of what happens with James Storm and Chris Saban and the Good Brothers next week, they're Private Party still got that match, yeah. Um, um, at the um, the next um Impact Plus special, but they they were panicking. They thought they wouldn't get that match, and Matt Hardy just gives him a slap on the face, basically, and says, "No, you've got this. So you need to you need to be focused because I need the money." Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, you know, Matt Matt Hardy re- rebuilding that big money Matt character that like he had at Ring of Honor and brought into Impact Wrestling. I love I love that it, it brings back Matt Hardy's one of the best wrestlers in in reinventing yourself. And mm. in creativity, and he, he never got the credit he deserved in the WWE for doing that. And he's since going to Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling and TNA when it was back back when it's TNA back in the day. He just showed everyone that this is what I can do if you give me the creative freedom. Yeah, his character mm. is is yeah, and the thing is as well, he's what he's he's again he's very similar to you know I mean you could say Sue Young is very similar to Matt Hardy in the yeah. way that she literally completely recreates a character. And, and there's no, um, it, it's just the way it creatively happens. It's very believable. And then you just sold on it within, within a couple of weeks. It's like, oh, oh okay, well, this is good. Um, Big Money Matt was great. 
you know, I mean, it's one of the big characters that he's had, um, you know, in the past. And he's really taken it to the next level with this. I think he's proper taking it to the next level. AEW's obviously given him that platform to do that. He's now bringing that over to um, Impact Wrestling as well. Um, I, you know, yeah, Matt Hardy is, is, is a goat. Without shadow of a doubt, he is a goat. Um, you know, people say that, that, that um, you know, uh, your favourite, uh, Chris Jericho, Joe, yeah. is, is, is a goat. Yes, he is a goat. Chris so Jericho is one of the greatest of all times. So pre- yeah. um, pre- pre- for reinvention and promo, Matt Hardy's one of the guys up there that you just can't beat. Exactly. And I think, I think Matt Hardy's up there as well, uh, you know, as a goat without, without doubt, you know, you can put him in the same uh, category is, is the greatest wrestlers of all time in, in, in all aspects of what they do. You know, it's, it's not all about what you do in the ring. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not quite as agile in the ring, Matt, as he used to be, but then, you know, he's getting on a bit and he's a bit battered, um, mm. you know, but his promos have got better. His characters are getting better you know, there's there's things that he does better now than he ever did. So it's just sort of kind of swung the other way a little bit, you know, where when he was a bit greener and his promos weren't so good, he, he was able to rely on his in-ring ability, you know. But now it's a case of, well, my in-ring ability, you know, I still can wrestle, but I, I can't wrestle like I used to. But what I can do is make sure that my character and my promos are better than they ever were. You know, and I think that's what he's done. He's been clever enough to recognize that to be relevant in this day and age of wrestling and to keep going and get that longevity, then you need to be able to reinvent yourself. You need to be able to realize when when one area of what you do is not the best area to, and then you sort of kind of move the pendulum a little bit to, to put it in your favor. He's yeah. recognized that early take advantage of what skills you have and make the most of them. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, you know, Matt, Matt Hardy said this when he started the Broken Hardy gimmick. He said to everyone, if you don't take it or leave it, if you, don't, if you like it, you, don't, you like it. If you don't like it, then tough. I don't care. This, this is how things are going to go for me. This is, what, this is what I want to do. This is what I can do. You know, mm. I, I'm not going to change, change what I do to satisfy you, to satisfy the minority. I'm doing what I'm doing to satisfy the majority and to create a new audience. Yes, exactly. And recreate myself and push myself forward. Yeah, it's, it's the same. That's why Matt Cardona has come into Impact Wrestling. You know, Matt, Matt Cardona said that guys like Matt Hardy, guys like um, Tommy Dreamer, you know, they, they, come, they come to Impact Wrestling and they come back to Impact Wrestling to build a stable platform for themselves. And that's exactly what they've done. They, they bring more ice back into the product. They, re- give, they get that creative freedom back that they've had, that they, they, they thought they've lost for a while. And yeah. Matt Hardy's a perfect example, and Kurt Angle as well. Some of guys who, who were held back elsewhere yeah, come, yeah. Into, come into TNA, come into Impact Wrestling, and then they shoot up the ladder again. Oh, mate, talking about Kurt Angle, I still think Kurt's coming back. I, 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 sorry, I know it hasn't happened yet, and I've been saying it for like probably six months now, but I still think Kurt Angle is going to turn up. We're going to get Main Event Mafia. Point three, 3.0 or whatever it is. We're going to get it. I'm telling you. Um, it's going to have something to do with this AEW thing. Yeah. Right. But anyway. Um, I hope he does. But yeah. I'm, I'm not sure on the main event mafia, but I really hope he does come back. I think it would be amazing, you know, to lead to lead a, a team impact or something. towards yeah, the Angle way. versus Sting or Angle versus, Angle versus what, someone on the um, Kenny Omega or something like that. It would be immense, mate. It would be immense. It would be a 
that would be fucking money in the bank. So, but I still want to come back to the fact that they were wearing AEW tracksuits, right? Mm. Because what this is telling you is that we are creating a team. Mm. Like when you start wearing, um, you know, uni- things that look the same, like uniform or, or yeah. a, a kit, a kit, when you start wearing a kit, you become a team, right? Yeah. So I'm sorry, they are building teams. So, because if you notice, not everyone in Impact are wearing the, the tracksuits to the ring and stuff. Trey Miguel was. Tommy Dreamer is wearing, it, wearing his tonight. There was different people that were wearing their tracksuits yeah. on, on the Impact mm-hmm. roster tonight. And then we get the tracksuits being worn by a uh, private party with AEW on. Um, they're, creating, they're creating teams. The other thing is, it's reminding everyone that these guys are on AEW. They're not part of Impact Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, just, it's also stood to hammer home, I guess, to the WWE that look at our guys. We can wear we can wear cross promotion guys' clothes on each other's shows and not get booted out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. I mean, you've got that as well. You have got that aspect of it as well. I just think, I just, I think from a storyline perspective where this AEW Impact stuff is going is that they're creating Team AEW and they're creating Team Impact. Definitely. Now, now this leads me on to the next thing, which is you've got the AEW advert for Beach Break, which is, which is uh, for us uh, Wednesday night tonight. Mm. Um, and did you notice that not only did they promote that, but they also promoted New Japan Pro Wrestling with John Moxie going there to defend his US title. Yeah. yeah. Right. So this is interesting because as everything has led to the AEW thing, we were getting these little things, these little hints that there was a decent working relationship with New Japan and Impact. There was a hint of that going on. You know, we had the the Super J Cup. We had the with Chris Bay getting involved in that, TJP getting involved in that. We also had the um dimension of of new japan world on on impact several times so they've been promoting new japan on impact and then we get the AEW thing turn up we didn't get so much with new japan then because it was all about the AEW thing and now they're starting to promote the fact that there is the partnership there with new japan so the way i'm looking at the moment we've got a a triple a mexico yeah We've clearly got a relationship with AW and Impact. We know that, right? We've then got New Japan, who we know has got a kind of relationship with AEW. But because we started to see stuff happening on Impact, we know that there's obviously a potential there that there's a working relationship, even though it's not official. Um, and, and, of course, we get the AEW thing start to happen. That's obviously a partnership going on here or some, you know, there's something yeah. going on. Mm. Um, and now we're talking about New Japan as well. So at the moment, we've got AAA, New Japan, um, AEW, and Impact all working together. It's a bit yeah, like I, a wrestling square, isn't it? Oh, you beat, you beat me to it, Steve. I, so I was going to start thinking um, that's either this year or next year, they could put on one big, massive um, event over like two or three days of all four companies coming together. You know, sort of make it like WrestleMania weekend, but with more more variety. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine that? I mean, it, it would just like have a two, like WrestleMania weekend, like you say, have a two um, show thing going on that, that involves 
all of the wrestlers from all of the promotions. It's not AWV Impact or it's not New Japan versus AAA. It's not that. It's just all of that talent in one big show. Yeah, it's, it's what Chris Jericho did when he started the, the um, whole Jericho cruise. He brought Ring of Honor in and Impact Wrestling, and he tries to get with WWE involved as well, but Vincent Mann turned the idea and he just said to him straight away, I'm not interested, don't bother. Well, I think originally what happened with that was that he put it to Vince first, and Vince was like, no, so that's how it ended up. He looked at elsewhere, and they originally it was Ring of Honor, and then I think later on uh, they brought in some impact stars as well. It yeah, mainly they, Ring of Honor, but it was mostly Ring of Honor. I mean, Santana and Ortiz got got invited on. Sammy Callahan got got in, and Brian Cage got got involved as well. Yeah, yeah. So I I think again, these sort of things prove that you know you can work together. You just like mm. you know why why does it have to be I work for AAA or I work you know why does this have to, why is it like that? Uh, well, because. WWE made it that way. Yeah. Um, and made, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. This is the model, you know. Um, but, you know, again, they're proving now and it's working. It's not like this has just been a one off week or it's, it's only happened for a couple of weeks or a month now. This has been going on now since before Christmas. We're now into February and it's building and it's getting more and more, um, you know. So interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, some of those matches on tonight are going to be pretty pretty cool um i was pretty, quite impressed with that AEW card for uh beach break i thought yeah really good um yeah. and what what's interesting is as well is that do you remember we talked about in the past the way that in these in these adverts they're almost taking the things that some of the marks smarts say online yeah and kind of like almost taking the piss by including them into their thing well there's been a lot of talk on on um how sort of kind of, well, the lack of gunnage that uh, Tony Khan has, isn't there? There's a, like, yeah. lack, of, lack of guns, right? Yeah. So did you notice in this, in this promo, he was stood sideways and he kept doing this? Yeah, right? he, he kept on, like, he, he, he really, was it... he really sold himself in this one. Yeah, the, the, the past couple of ones he's done, you can see he's really, really enjoying, enjoying what he's doing. Yeah, and he, he's, he was he's... having fun. He's really, really pushing himself out. He's, he's more than just a serious businessman on the outside. You know, he's got his business side and then he's got his wrestling side. Yeah, yeah. I just thought the fact that they, be, that they clearly are picking up on these things. And again, it's a, it's, these are the things that the fans kind of like, you know, that they, they, they hate on, right? But I think what he's doing is brilliant. It's, it's basically saying, shut up, you, you idiots. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what... What difference does it make if I'm, if you know, if I'm a slight, you know, figure? I'm not, I'm not a big muscle man. What difference does that make? But it's the whole stand. He literally stood full on sideways so you could see his lack of gun. Yeah, which I thought was really. I just thought it was brilliant. I thought well, if, was if, if anyone's expecting Tony Khan to be like Vincent Mann and come down to the ring and get his ass kicked, then they're living on a different bloody planet. They <laughs> certainly are. Certainly are. Um, now, I know that lots of people have got different opinions on this whole advert thing that's going on. You know, I, I think they're good, right? And I think they do what they're supposed to do, which is create this... Uh, they're, they're there to create two different... Uh, like a heel and a face. You know, in a, in a, in a, in a kind of... Uh, you know, in the wrestling world, you have to have a bad guy and you have to have a good guy. Some people root for the bad guys. Or if you haven't got a bad guy, you're not going to root for the good guy. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah. that that's... So for me, this whole advert thing is about creating AEW as 
a heel, right? Because with the Impact fans, because the more that they, they, they insult Impact or, you know, they do whatever they do, the more the Impact fans are going to like, dislike them, right? So they're going to, that's what they're doing. That's what this is all about. But everybody else, I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Right, you know mine personally. Joe and Steve have expressed theirs. What you know? What are your thoughts? Let us know in the comments below. I'd be very interested to hear what people think. I know that you're all very split on these adverts, so you know. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, I look forward to reading them. Um, okay, so we then move on to Grace, uh, Jordan, Grace, and Jazz uh, backstage with ODB. Um, you know, having a having a bit of a promo. ODB gets in a gets in a, a little mention of her food truck. She was there with her food truck, feed, you know, feeding the the boys and girls in the locker room. Um, you know, she heard what was going on, and she she thought that you know, I can't this 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 can't go on. And she comes in and and uh, makes her presence known. Um, Jazz is then sort of like, you know, are you here for the long term? Or, you know, da da da. You know, so there's quite a few of us coming back, you know, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Um, you know, and which was good because that was kind of a hint towards there are maybe some of the old knockout guard are coming back as well. So you've got, like you say, you know, on the on the recent knockout month, we had the round the table thing. You had Taryn Terrell involved in that. You know, obviously Gail Kim. Uh, was there. Uh, I believe Velvet Sky was in on that. ODB was in on that. Uh, Brooke uh, Tessmacher was in involved in that as well, wasn't she? So, you know, there is a possibility that, you know, they're not, some of those, like, Taryn Terrell is still, like, an active wrestler. You know, mm. she's not old. She's not retired. Um, you know, is it, are we going to see Taryn come back? Mm. You know, we've seen ODB come back. You know, I don't think Brooke's going to come back because I think she's completely moved on from the wrestling business now. So I don't think that's going to happen. Velvet Sky was injured, but she's not anymore. And she's not signed anywhere. Yeah. So there, there is a possibility that maybe we could see Velvet and we could see uh, Taryn Terrell get involved. Could we see a combination of the beautiful people in the dollhouse? Oh, that would be interesting. Mm. Would be. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But what? You, tell us what you think, guys. You know, leave us the comments down below. Let us know what you think. Do you think we're going to see any of the old guard, the old TNA uh, knockouts come back? You know, the originals, the OGs. Are we going to see that? Are we, uh, I think that would be really, really cool to see some of the OGs come back. What about you, Steve? What do you think? Yeah, so I think if you get the right the the, the right group back, then yeah, you could definitely um, definitely have a, a decent run, like you said. You could get um, Terran Terrell back and. Um, Velvet Sky, and you know, you could have like the beautiful dolls, <laughs> you know, the, be the beautiful house, yeah, yeah. the beautiful house. <laughs> but, but yeah, I say, um, it, it sort of depends what 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 you're gonna what you're gonna do with them. I mean, there's a lot more to do now. If you, I think, if you hadn't have brought in the knockouts tag team titles, then it would have been a bit awkward because you'd have had bringing bringing all these knockouts in, and they'd have been filling up slot slots that maybe the current knockouts would have been a bit kind of like pushed for space already. But now you've got the knockouts tag team titles. There's more room to do things with them for. Exactly. I, I was thinking that that um, this morning as, as the, like you said, now that the knockouts tag titles are there, there's more room to, to, to play mm. about with the, with the division, build some more people in. And the, the promo that Jordan, Jordan Grace um, did um, last night, it was one of the best promos I've seen for her. Since yeah. they, since they did that episode where it was like a throwback to somewhere else, they had um, 
Havoc, Jordan Grace, Tessa Blanchard, and uh, Alexa Nicole. That was one of the um, like big comic promos from Jordan Grace then. Yeah, was, so that, that was good. That was, that was good. And the, now they seem to be giving Jordan Grace a big stable platform as the, like like the baby face of the knockouts division and Diana Parazzo is the heel. I think we're going to get a really long-term rivalry between Jordan Grace and Diana Parazzo going forward. And all the, all the other knockouts involved are going to just help carry that along rather yeah. than hinder it. Mm. Yeah, 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 that is definitely that's definitely an option, and I think it's a that's a, a very credible option as well. Mm. Do you know what I really liked about this one though is that the way that Jazz and Gra- and Jordan Grace as well, but mainly the way Jazz was sort of kind of like really big and ODB up. Yeah, um, you know, come and join us. You know, come, there's a load of us doing it now. Come on, we're all getting involved. You know, and yeah. that kind of thing. It, it, it was really good, um, and I love the way that they ended it with the, all doing the bam. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they went. They went for the. They went for the fist pump, and they were like, "No, nah, that's not how we do things." Yeah, well, nah. that's not how ODB does things. No, nah. yeah. I thought that was great. I thought it was great. I mean, Jordan Grace going bam was so funny. <laughs> I thought. I just thought it was really good. You know, I I I loved it. Um, and I think, um, you know that that, I think it's it's good to see ODB back. It I is. think it's what's good is that every single week we're getting this kind of like something fresh is happening. Yeah. Mm. You know, whether it be a debut or, you know, a new faction or something different is happening all, all the time. And I love it. I think it's, it's going yeah. really, really good. Uh, but I'm very, very much looking forward to where this is going to go now. Mm. Um, yeah. And of course, introducing ODB, who we know is, is um, you know, she looked great. She can, she can move still. She ran down the ring like she was 20 years old, right? Um, you know, and she's in her 40s now, you know, she's... Yeah. But she looked amazing. She could clearly she still go. Um, and I think that, you know, moving forward, this is potentially a way of sort of kind of like keeping Jazz involved, but giving her less wrestle. So you've got, you know, potentially you've got more Jace OD, uh, Jordan Grace ODB um, mm. and, and Jazz could be there and involved, still get in and have her little bit, but she's not necessarily like, because she can't go like she did. She yes. can't. That's evident. You know, she's got bad knees, she's got bad feet. She's just, she's, it's evident that she can't go like she did before, but she still wants to be involved and she's enjoying it and loving it. Yeah, this, she, this she, is her retirement. Sorry, she, she, she's, um, she is, she is pl- starting her, her retirement tour. So yeah. I think we might get ODB versus Jazz and then J- Jazz drifts off from there while ODB mm-hmm. and Jordan Grace continue on together. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, this is the last year we're going to see, see Jazz wrestle professionally. So she might as well go out with a bang. Oh, without doubt. I think yeah. this is great. I think the way they're building this is 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 really good. Um, and I, for one, am popping over ODB. So, you know, um, it's, you know, and, and by the way, guys, if you haven't seen my interview with ODB that I did a couple of months ago, make sure you check that out on the Total Nonstop Impact Network, uh, TNI UK, um, because that's on there. That was really good. I, I had a good 45, 50 minutes talk with her. Um, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was, it, it was good fun. Uh, she was in her streamline, so uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty cool. Um, so go and check that one out. Um, now, again, what are your thoughts on ODB coming back? You know, I mean, leave your comments. Let us know. Um, <laughs> we then move on to the next match, which was uh, Rohit versus TJP. Um, we had obviously Brian Hefner was the uh, referee in this one. And I want to I want to put a shout out to Brian because Brian is an amazing 
referee. Like the way he was in this match, the the ring presence, you know, he's in the right place at the right time. He sold everything really, really well. There was a bit where you had the, which was clearly a spot where uh, they sort of kind of wrapped around him. Yeah. Uh, he got, nearly got kicked in the face. And yeah. Then, um, after um, TJP blocked that spinning kick from Rohit. Exactly. There was they used the ref. There was a good story told in the ring by all three of the guys, which I thought was really, really good. So big shout out to Brian. Good man. Glad to have you back, man. Baby Hefner, we're glad to have him back. So um so yeah, so so that was really good. So obviously, you know, it, I mean there was a great story in this match, I thought. Um, you know, Rohit Rohi and TGP looked awesome in this match. Um both of them got some great stuff in. They just worked so well together. Um, there was some great chemistry, um, you know, between the two. But let's not get onto the end. But let's just say that you know, I I think that the, the there was some great offense from all of them in this match. Both guys were great and showed so much chemistry. What do you think on that, Steve? Yeah, I say I. To me, this is what an X Division match should be. I think when people think X Division, they think you know, the high flying style, but I like to see a bit of ground, ground sort of wrestling and submission in there as well. A bit of everything. And this match had it all. Um, and uh, yeah, I say, I, I found it amusing to begin with that TJP wasn't even coming out with Manic now. <laughs> no, they just dropped it completely. Yeah, they've just dropped it, haven't they? And yeah. I, I like that. Um, I like Striker just said it's even more mind games. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. TJ was just rub, rubbing it in Rohit's face now. And, and um, that cocky attitude to TJ, TJP is going to bite him eventually. But, it uh, is. But, um, but um, like you said, Steve, um, it was a nice mixed match. It wasn't all high flying. It, it, it was really what I wanted to see from the exhibition again as well, which is why I think Josh Alexander should go for the exhibition title before going for the world title as well. Cause he's, yeah. he's someone that can do everything. He can fly. He can do all amazing amount of submission reasons that Josh Alexander can pull out. He can do more than just an ankle lock. He um, does like this massive torture rack, which is one of my favorite submission moves. It's incredible how he, um, he can pull that off and guys twice his size. So imagine what you could do to someone like TJP. How 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 good TJP get out of something like that? And you can see how yeah. like octopus stretches and things like that from him. They could do a really really good back and forth submission match for the X division title. It, well, I think it's interesting you should say that, but I think you would get a really good match with uh, Rohit as well he because was. Rohit is an amazing all round wrestler. So mm. I mean, there is also the potential in there to have a, a almost have a three way, isn't there? Imagine Josh Alexander. Versus Rohit and TJP, Jesus Christ, that would be um, that would be an amazing match, um, and you know that that's that's in the realms of sort of kind of you know a dream match, isn't it? Yeah, you know three guys that are that are so strong in all aspects of wrestling, um, you know, just incredible, just just incredible, and and I think the match was was so good, so clean, so crisp, chemistry was great. Great story told. Obviously, T, you know, at this point now, getting near the end of the match, TJP obviously does his, you know, drop out, goes under the ring. Um, we've seen him do this before. He comes out the other side, is manic or whatever it is. You know, that, that, that's his um, thing. Um, but this time, so this time, Rohit sees what's happened and he's mm-hmm. gone to the other side of the ring so he doesn't come up behind him. Um, and he's sort of saying to the ref, oh, yeah, this and all this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see. TJP emerging from underneath 
with his with with uh, Shearer, his hand around his throat, um, and lifting him up and slamming him down onto the hardest part of the ring, pushing him in, and then of course we end up with the the one two three uh, roll up one two three with uh, for Rohit Raju to take the win. Um, so Rohit gets a win over over the over the current champion, uh, albeit with an assist from Shearer. Uh, was it good to see Shearer back? Yeah, I say. I mean, I I've, I found the finish really um, clever because I, I I expect obviously we expected someone to come out in my in my thought I thought it would be Shearer, but I was looking at the ramp, looking at the, the you know the side of the ring, thinking, well, where's he coming from? Completely forgetting that TJP usually goes under the ring at some point, never thinking he'd be hiding under the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was good. It was clever, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really clever. Never ever thought that that's what they would do. But I mean, I'm I, I've I've been hot and cold on Shearer. I've always wanted to like him. I've always felt like you know he's someone who I should like and want to see something in. So I'm hoping this this run. He's someone who, during the t- his time off, has kind of been training and been like improving. And this run yeah. is going to be that run who he really, where he really does impress. And yeah. with Rohit, because in the last run, he was like they were tagged, they were tag partners, and on uh, you know under Garmer, it was a bit of a, you know, you know, not a good showing. <laughs> it was a different circumstances, wasn't it? Whereas maybe this time he's a kind of what Ace and Fulton are, aren't they? So, yeah, he's kind of coming in to be to be a part, you know, or be sort of kind of. He's not. He's not like a. I don't know what the word is. It, it's not. It's not really a faction. Yeah, it, it's more of a partnership. Yeah, kind of you like what I mean? Ace and Fulton are doing, aren't they? So yeah, maybe, similar. yeah, maybe kind of like you know that might help him a bit learning off of someone like Rohit. Yeah, yeah, possibly. What, what about you, Joe? What do you think? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect um, anyone to come out from under the ring and, and outsmart TJP that way. Um, Shira was one of the guys that did have crossed my mind to cut to um, um, be the one who returns or to help Rohit, but I did think it would, it would be someone else because Rohit, Rohit had put something up on Twitter last week um, with him and um, his partner from um, uh, AEW. Yeah, and I th- I've said to Rohit, I'm, I, this is this is the guy you're going to be bringing into Impact Wrestling, and that's who I thought it was going to be. But um, to see Shira back. I'm not disappointed. I'm just looking. I'm hoping, like Steve said, I'm hoping we see a, a real sense of direction this time. Because yes, that's think, exactly that's exactly what we what we need, isn't it? Yeah. We need to see. We need to know this. This is your character, and this is where you're going with it. Yeah, it, it, it's not so much that Shira is a bad character. It's just that they don't seem to have a, a clear direction with him. Like they they had that with Rohit Raju to start off with as well. So. Look at look at where Rahit is, what Rahit's done in 2020 since since Gama Singh's been out of the picture, yeah. And now that the same thing can happen to Shira in 2021, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It would be good to see that. I was hoping for Karam. Um, I, you know, in my head, I thought it's going to be Shira because we know Shira signed. Uh, we know that he's been um, working hard. He's been over at OBW, um, you know, working on working on his in ring there and everything else. Um, but he looks like a beast. He is a he's a mm. big dude. Um, he looks angry. 
Uh, I think he'd probably make quite a good addition to Violet by Design, um, to be honest. Yeah. But you know, he's um, yeah, he's a big dude, um, and and if he if he's used in a similar way, like you say, to the to the Austin and and uh, Madman Fulton type of way, then yeah, we could be seeing something interesting here from from Shearer uh, moving forward. So welcome addition, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm I'm glad to see him back, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Yeah, definitely. Leave us your comments, guys. Again, I know that there is mixed feelings on Shearer. Some people love him, some people don't. So please leave a comment. I'm interested to hear all of your thoughts. Um, so I just want to mention also on this one was, uh, was uh, again, the commentary has been really good all the way through. I just thought it was exceptionally good in the Havoc match. Uh, it was, ex- I thought, it, uh, but I thought it was really good in this one too. Um, the way that they kind of picked up on the story they really enhanced um the whole story of the match and 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 where this is sort of coming from and the where it's leading the surprise in the voices the the, the talking about the moves and the how good individuals are you know and they picked up pretty much both guys as well it wasn't a case of they were just bigging up one they picked up both the guys gave them all a real good um sent you know uh, uh, feel so that everybody watching were like, yeah, yeah, you know, they, they yeah, it was, it, mm. it was a, it was a really, really good commentary. I really, I thought this match was great. Yeah. We then head over to um, uh, a Violet by Design promo where Eric Young is effectively incredibly convincing as a psychopath, um, inviting Jake into his, you know, Devil's Rejects family. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think, you know, and, and I love it. I mean, I said this, didn't I, a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, is Jake going to be invited in? You know, is he going to be baptized into his purest form? Um, and, you know, that's exactly what Eric Young wants to do. He wants to bring uh, Jake. He wants to baptize him and he wants, he wants to rebirth him into his purest form, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, th- I, didn't, I didn't see... I see like Jake probably doing what Rich Swan did to AVE, like say he's going to come in and then uh, pull off a fast one and do a backstab move there. But I think it's building more towards Jake and Rhino versus Violent by Design, whether you try and get uh, wait for Heath to come back. Yeah. Is, is the way I, see. I don't see Jake going, going for them. For, I see that, but, but I do see it's, it's going to create a massive rivalry between Cody and Cousin Jake, which is something that I want to see. Um, um, I want to I want to see, Cousin Jake and Joe Doran, Cousin Jake and Cody Dina, because Cousin Jake and Cody both uh, both got a massive massive boost last year, but that was on more of a comical side. But yeah, yeah. Final resolution um, onwards um, last year, it, it, there was a huge huge spike in. Christ, these guys are doing something really special, and something massive is coming. And since Christmas, C- Cody Dean has sold himself as this full blown heel now. And now it's time for Cousin Jake to start to re- rebuild himself again. So he might not go to Violent by Design, but he might still just drop the family name and be Jake something like you, su- you suggested last week. Yeah, I, I think all of roads are leading to Jake something. Um, yeah. You know, or, you know, I'm not a man. I'm, I'm not, I don't like the, when they, when they sort of like drop last names and stuff and they just call people, you know, like, like Trey, you know, like. Yeah. What, like Heath? Yeah, I don't like I don't like it. I, you mm. know, I, I think that 
um, you know, Trey Miguel is is great, you know, um, or Jake something, you know, you, like if you just suddenly call him Jake, it's just like that's a shit name, you know mm. what I mean? Like it's not that's not a wrestler. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not got that impact. No, it's got no it's got or, no impact that, at all. That, that's staying power. Yeah, but the, the, the only but, time it works is when you're like Sting. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. But that, what I'm saying is, but that's not like John. No, is it? no, it, I know, it, but yeah. You know, it, it's, a, it's a play on the Scorpion. You know, he's effectively Sting is Scorpion. That's what he is. He's, but you mm. can't call yourself Scorpion, so he calls himself Sting. Yeah. It makes it, you know, and that, that works really, really well. But like, with regards to, um, if you've got like a normal name, you know, I'm not going to become a, like, I'm Bison, right? Like, if I was a wrestler, I'd be Bison. That's what I would be. That's what my persona is all about, right? You know, ever since you know, I was doing the backyard stuff, I was Bison. That's what I was, right? So, um, but, you know, I wouldn't go out to just be called Jason. Yeah. Like, like what a shit wrestling name. <laughs> like, so, so, like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, but if I went out as, um, you know, like Jason Hawk, maybe, or Jason bison something or other or yeah. you know or, or maybe just call me you know or i don't know jason i don't know whatever but if you come up with something yeah you know, jason spears or something like that you know what i mean like that's a wrestling name right but not just jason that's not a wrestling name jake it's not a wrestling name you know but jake something is because jake something has a reason of why he is jake something mm. right you know if, if you go back and look at a lot of the uh, uh AAW promo stuff. Um, the Jake, the 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 reasoning behind why he's called Jake something is actually really good. So I hope that they bring the Jake that something in. into Impact Wrestling, and he gets to explain what Jake something means. Yeah, it's because- just, it's where, where I see it going because it, it now that Cody's not his is not his family, he's lost his identity as a Dina. So what what what's he going to be? Exactly. Yeah. So he's got to be something, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. So that I think I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where we go with it. Um, I still think that Heath, right, is in Violent by Design. I think <laughs> I, I think when, when he disappeared into into that room, I don't think they beat him down. I think they give him a proposition, and I think at the moment, although he's injured, he's in prison. Awaiting to be baptized into his purest form, and we'll see a different version of Heath when he comes back. Yeah. But, well, but as as violent by design. Um, but like you say, I don't know. That's that's my thoughts. What are your thoughts? You know, what do you think happened to Heath? Where did he go? Um, you know, he, he he was in a room with Rhino. Rhino comes out, gets a beat down. Violent by design go in, and that's the last we see of Heath. The door closes, and that's it. Did they beat him down or did they convince him to join Violent by Design? You know, who knows? You let us know in your comments down below. Steve thinks I'm talking shit. <laughs> Joe, I'm not sure. But, you know, it's an idea. It's a thought. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. So we were, we're going to find out. We then get Jake um, and Dear Miller. Uh, Jake's obviously you know, thinking about this and she's asking, what do you think about that? You know, obviously he was inviting you in, da, da, da. And he's like, well, I just, I just, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I've got this thing in my head. I just don't know. And, you know, everyone's going to find out next week. Yeah. It's it's a good thing to get you engaged for, to watch next week. You know, I I, I like the impact. They're, They're starting to use that a lot more. Again, 
you know you want to know what's happening come and tune in next week yeah give us a reason to watch that's yeah. what they're doing they give me a reason to watch we didn't get much from VD, vbd this week um you know this is pretty much it that's all we really yeah. got but yeah, you know that was it yeah and and but that's leading so we're obviously going to get more violent by design next week so if that is your storyline that you're proper engaged in then you need to make sure you watch next week to find out what's going on with that um so yeah so that was interesting how that panned out we then get the 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 main event of the night which is obviously moose and bay versus rich swan um and tommy um the first person out is moose um i love moose's music i love the way that they you know it's all dark and then they shine the spotlight down on moose and he's just there in all of his glory um Mm. and as i've said before um the guy looks like a world champion he looks like a, a world-class wrestler uh he looks like an athlete he looks like he could a just literally, he looks like a wrestling god that could just literally beat the piss out of you um and he's starting to get pretty convincing on his promos as well um he's an all-round world champion in the making um and i you know uh, i'm totally on the moose bandwagon right now um, and I do believe that he is going to be a big part of the the you know redemption of Impact Wrestling in the in the distant future. Yeah, where, where all this sort of kind of goes, he's going to be the man. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to see how that all all pans out. Um, I did think that um, you know Rich coming out again, you know Rich, uh, he's a completely different character to Moose. You know, Moose is this cool kind of badass aura about him. And then Rich comes out and he's more a fun, go-lucky guy. You yeah. Know, champion. He's a totally different character, which, again, is why it's so cool that if Moose ends up winning, you get this completely different style of reign mm. from an entertainment point of view. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So then, but, you know, that's down the line. We then obviously get a lot of Rich Bay, a lot of Rich and Chris Bay in, in the ring. And boy, do they, do they have chemistry? <laughs> like, like, we know they're good because we saw their one-on-one, didn't we? Um, oh, yeah. Final yeah. Resolution. Final well. Resolution was insane, right? So we know that they've got chemistry and we know that they can go. And it was great because, like, it, ultimately, when you put this match together, you're like, well, Richard Bay are going to be fucking awesome. Uh, you know, you, you, you instantly know that those two are going to be great because they got chemistry. Um, you know, Moose, we just know he's awesome anyway, and it doesn't matter what you do with him, he's just a badass god of wrestling. Um, and of course, you know, uh, Tommy is Tommy. Um, you know, it's, it's all about making this relevance uh, moving forward for him, entering No Surrender for his title match with Rich. Um, you know, I like the promo they did where they were talking about uh, earlier on, where they were talking about Rich was like, "Oh, you know, just let me take the weight," you know, da, 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 as if to say, like, "Yeah, you know, we, I know you're past it." Yeah. Was, you know, so this is the thing. This is what this is the subtlety. This is the subtlety that people, a lot of people, don't pick up on, right? In 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 this particular moment, is you've got, you know, Rich doing the right thing. You know, think he's he's doing a good thing by giving Tommy, um, you know, on his birthday a nice birthday present, world title shot. But Rich doesn't think that Tommy's got a chance of winning. Yeah, you can right? you can tell Tommy Jimmy's reaction. He, he sometimes you can see he feels a bit insulted. 
to and, a degree, yeah, yeah, he is. He's he's like, well, hang on a minute, you know, if you're giving me a shot, I'm going to try and win. Yeah, like, yeah. But Rich is almost like he's he's almost like this foregone conclusion, Tom. You're not going to win, but like, you know what I mean? So, so that then, so fast forward to the promo that we had where they were talking about um, the match that they had tonight, and Rich is is almost saying, look, I'll, I'll deal with this on my own. Yeah. You know, I know you ain't got a lot in the tank, so let me deal with it, you know, but he's doing it in a nice way, kind of like, you know, I want you to be 100% fit for your match against me, no surrender, you know, I'll happily take the brunt of it, I can go all night, man, you know, that kind of thing. Right? Yeah. So he's lit, but what he's saying, subliminally, he's saying, look, you're past it, you ain't got much in the tank, you know, uh, so I need to try and protect you for, for our match. Yeah, he's behaving like, like a mark. Exactly. It's almost like he's playing off what the marks are saying about Tommy Dreamer. Say what you like about Tommy. He can, he's coming up fifty, but he can still go and he can still put on a decent match. And um, that uh, I'm, you know, and the, Tommy's reaction to all of this. And you said to Rich Swan, "Don't he's like, don't underestimate me. If you're in trouble, I'm going to come up there. I'm going to take do do my part, regardless of what you want me to do. So yeah, Tommy, my fair share. I'm going to do my yeah. fair share. He yeah. still performed in this match." Or- well. And he did. He did yeah. really well. And he came out with the, the Terry Funk look as well. So even if you don't know too much about Terry Funk, the, the headband and the, the red on his, yeah. the red dots, he's changed it from the, the yellow to the red. The red, I think the red represents um, Terry Funk. Of course, the polka dots represents Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. So, you know, and the yellow polka dots primarily, yellow on black is Dusty Rhodes, isn't it? Yeah. That's, what he, that's, that's who he normally sort of kind of offers his homage to. Uh, but he seems to be heading a little bit more towards Terry Funk at the moment, which I think is really cool. You know, um, I love the way he's doing that. Um, and of course, one interesting thing on this as well is during the commentary. Now, this is where everything becomes so subtle is they were, uh, I think it was D'Lo, was talking about um, being on the road with Tommy or yeah. sharing a hotel room with Tommy and, and pointing out that he struggles to get up. Yeah. He can't, yeah. Put, he can't bend over to put his socks on, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Now, you know, so what they're doing is they're downplaying yeah. Tommy as a, as a potential threat for the world title, aren't they? Dean is underestimating him and Matt Strake is building him up a bit. So there's, there's a sort of dividing opinion there without, without being too harsh. You know, like, like you get with Don Callis and Josh Matthews. Or, or you know, it, so the, the commentary is really, really good at balancing out everyone's opinions and everything rather, yeah. than, rather than polarizing everyone. Yeah, no, I thought he was, I thought he was clever. I think, he was, again, it's forward in that storyline. It's creating the narrative for, for you know, what's to come um, in, at No Surrender. You know, I know we talked about the possibility of it actually not happening. Um, you know, we end up with Moose or somebody else in that match. But I think Moose and Rich Swan is too big to be at No Surrender. That has to be a pay-per-view for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I think it will be Tommy Dreamer. And the way that they're building that story um, is really sort of creating Tommy's sort of kind of like, he's not really got a hope in hell against Rich. I mean, Rich is just going to be in the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then what we're going to get is actually the, the total opposite. Like Tommy's going to give Rich a real good match. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not going to fall over. He's not going to lay down and take the pin. He's going to fight. 
because that's what Tommy Dreamer does. Yeah, and like, if Rich, oh, assuming Rich One's most likely going to win, I think we're going to get Moose and Rich One come Rebellion at, at the, the earliest, yeah, in my opinion. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's like if Tom, Tommy Dreamer loses, um, he's, he's probably going to just walk away from, from Rich One rather than shake his hand. And, you know, it's, it's going to end somewhere like that, and then there'll be a bit of blah blah between Tommy Dreamer and Rich Swan, and then Chris Bale will get involved for the next Impact Plus special. So it, it carries on where Rich Swan and top, um, Chris Bay are going for, forward too, because we want, I want to see them again. Everyone wants to see them again after the final resolution. They had match of the year, but we couldn't vote for it by then. No, exactly. Yeah, I was, exactly. I was, I was saying to Impact, can you please, please. Update the card so I can vote for that because yeah. really, I've already voted for the Sam Fershi main event, which was, <laughs> was awesome in itself. But after seeing Rich Swan and Chris Vago, I sort like that. Yeah, yeah. Especially seeing how banged up Rich Swan was from Eric Young and everything. You know, I vote, yeah, do you know what? I voted for Jordan Grace and uh, Diana Praza for the 30 mm. minute Ironman match. I thought that was amazing. That was a great match, yeah. Yeah. What are your, what, so what, what about yourself? What, what are your thoughts on this? Where do you think he's going with Tommy Dreamer? Um, well, given uh, when I first saw the, the the finish of the match, I Moose obviously went for Dreamer, didn't he? Um, and then hit Swan with the spear. And I, I watched that back two or three times, and I was like, "Did Dreamer know Swan was there? You know, it was there a half look behind before Moose went for that for that spear." And he didn't, but you got half think, well, yeah. he, he knew that Swan was going for that move. So there is a little kind of doubt that there might be a slight bit of tension there now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but... think, is it, I think the way that the match was, was was played out, I think you're right. I think there is some, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of animosity in there from Tommy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he appreciates the fact he's getting the shot, but, you mm-hmm. know, at the same time, he's like, well, I'm not going to go and lay down. That like. You know, you're treating me like this is, you know, it's just a favor. Um, you know, give me a main event world title shot. You know, you know yeah. I'm not going to win, or you give it to me because you think you can beat me easily. Or, do you know what I mean? That you could tell that yeah. he, he's yeah. thinking this. He's definitely thinking this. Um, so you- it it will be interesting to see how it all pans out. Yeah. Um, of course, we get yeah. the we get the um, in the end we get that spear. From from Moose onto onto Rich, which then of course leads to Swan getting pinned by Moose. Um, yeah, so Moose gets which, the pin on Rich Swan. Yeah, so is this is this foreshadowing something in the future? Um, what I do know is that Moose will now turn around and say, "Well, I've pinned Rich Swan." Hmm, yeah, I say I I know that it was probably planned to do that for obviously the storyline of the. The match for Dreamer and um, Dreamer and Swan and Swan and Moose, but for me personally, Swan has been losing a bit too much lately in yeah, non-championship matches. Yeah, he's he's not won a match this year. No, you know I know he's won the matches where it's been championship matches, but other than them ones, I can't think of many matches he's won. You know, and I don't like champions losing when they don't need to. Well, I I think the main thing is though when you when you, when you lose in a multi-person match, um, yeah, he's been taking the pin as well. That's the thing. Um, yeah, I suppose. But then again, that's that's the way you forward the storyline with mm-hmm. regards to to Moose. I mean, Moose now, like I said, can walk away, 
And I mean, it didn't matter that, that Rich took the pin. It didn't cost him anything other than that match. Um, but now he, he could go away and say, right, I've pinned the world champion. You know, yeah. not the multi-man, but I pinned him. He, you know, got the one, two, three, spear, one, two, three, done. Right? So, you know, he's then got more of a claim now to say, look, I want a world title shot. You know, it's yeah. there. The claim is there. Um, and you're building, you're building up Moose again to take that position. You know, Rich is... is is only so long, you know. Rich yeah. is going to be is 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 he's going to be a, a he's a solid world champion. He's doing oh, a good he is, job. Yeah. His promo works really good. He's doing a good job. He's but he's in that holding role. He's yeah. not he's not what they're going to build the company around, right? He's in that yeah. he's in that holding position. He's doing a good job of it, and he well deserves it too, you know, for for everything that he's done. He deserves it, um, you know, and he can, and that now will forever be on his CV, his resume, whatever you want to call it, that he was Impact World Champion moving forward. Um, so, you know, but I do think he's in that holding role and that it's, it's waiting for the right time for it to, to end up around Moose's waist oh, um, in the big event. You know what I mean? The big event, yeah. the big pay-per-view, main event, Rich Swan versus Moose is going to be immense. Uh, and I like you're right. I think it would be Rebellion. I really do. I do. If it's not a rebellion, then it, like I've said before, it could be part of the Impact Redemption arc where it ends up, Kenny ends up winning it at rebellion and Moose ends up winning it back. Yeah. That's the only, only other way I can really see it going because um, I don't see Chris Bay winning it anytime soon. No. And it, it's too soon for Chris Bay, but then they could build Chris Bay and Rich Swan in a rivalry after Rich Swan has lost the title. So they'll keep keep being relevant and there's no stopping either of them going for a world title shot down the line too. Totally. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. I think yeah, it's going to be I interesting. Think. What about your guys' thoughts? What do you think? Again, you know, you know, you know our guys' thoughts because we're always talking about it here. So just leave us some, some comments down below. Um, you know, if there's any other summit, any other subjects you want us to talk about, remember we're adding that comments. Uh, we're going to answer some of your questions from the comments um, on the next show. We're going to do that. That'd be a, a little feature. Um, so, you know, leave your comments, ask us what you like, leave your comments on this, ask us our opinions, you know, we could take it from there. Um, but I think, I think, you know, no matter what's happened, no matter what, um, you know, the fact that Moose gets that pin over over the current world champion is, you know, the way to lead to, you know, getting Moose right into that world title picture. Okay. Um, you know, without doubt, without doubt. Well, guys, that was the end um, of this week's Impact. That's how it ended. There was no shenanigans after that. It, it, that was it. It was well and truly done and dusted. Um, there was one thing I did want to mention, actually, in the news section. I completely forgot because I've got written it down here. Um, was that this month on Impact Plus, um, on the free version of the app, I might add, um, is Hardcore Month. Um, so hardcore month on Impact Plus. I think in the moment there's uh, five or six, maybe seven uh, different things on there. We've got some hardcore matches. Um, there's an interview with Tommy Dreamer um, that was, which was originally aired on Fight, I believe, in in Canada. It was a special done for them. That's also on Impact Plus now. Um, I think there's a a top five hardcore matches. Um, and what else was on there? Um, there's a few things on there. I think there's a hardcore impact in 60 on there as well. So there's quite a few different things on there, different things to definitely worth a check out. 
So I love it what they're doing at the moment. Obviously, January was knockouts month. This week is going to be hardcore month. You know, maybe next month is tag team, you know, tag team month or something. I don't know. But what I do know is it's definitely worth uh, downloading the Impact Plus app. Uh, you know, and you don't even have to pay. You get the free version. The free version, if you're in the UK, you get Impact from three o'clock in the morning on, to, on, on Wednesday morning. You get impact, um, you get, you know, you get the month stuff that they're doing now, this this sort of kind of, you know, um, like say we're doing hardcore month. Last month was um knockouts month. So, you know, you get that, that that comes in. Uh, and they take some of the stuff which is on the on the paid platform and they they put it out for you guys to see for free. So that's really good. If you don't want to go, you know, if you do want to, you know, uh pay your subscription, which I do, um did you pay for it, Joe, or you're on the free version? I'm on the free version at the moment. But it's good, isn't it? Oh it, it's it's it does does the job. It, it's, yeah. it's it's worth having. How about yourself, Steve? Have you got Impact Plus? Uh, yeah, pay for I pay for it monthly. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, I you know I pay for it as well, so that I get those Impact Plus specials. Um, I think the the Impact Plus specials each and every month are worth it alone. Um, yeah. Without any of the other stuff, you know, the exclusive stuff that you're getting as well. Um, I mean, you've got that back catalogue of all those pay per views, and yeah, you know, there's so much stuff on there. It's crazy. So much stuff on there. Well worth the subscription, guys. I could not recommend it in the month, especially that you get those like pay-per-view quality specials every single month as well. So it's really good. So don't forget, uh, download your Impact Plus app uh, on the free version this month. We've got Hardcore Month. Well worth checking that out. Some good stuff on there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, really, I, I don't think there's anything left to say, really, guys. Um you know, maybe you could let us know where we can find you, Joe. Okay, you can find me on Twitter uh, at JOK Empty Space. You could uh, track me down on Facebook if you wish to. Look for uh, Joe O'Keefe, K-W-F-E, or follow hashtag Empty Space, hashtag The Void, or if you fancy a little bit of a giggle, hashtag Daily Giggle. You might find me there. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely plenty of places we can find Joe. <laughs> How about yourself, Steve? I know you're quite new to Twitter, aren't you? Yeah, you can f- um, find me over on Twitter where I post everything um, impact related at James D. Steve. Or if you want to chat um, over at Facebook at Steve McDonald's, where it's most of my personal stuff. There you go. There you go. So check out what Steve's doing in his personal life. Um, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, but again, you know, you know, certainly from my point of view, at Lord Bison 45 on Twitter. Uh, please feel free to follow. Um, again, I'm very active with regards to making sure that, um, you know, I spread the news of Impact Wrestling. Um, I also am very vocal. I talk about a lot of different bits and bobs on there as well. Happy to let people know my thoughts on things. Um, and don't forget, of course, I also have Bison Talks Impact, my interview show uh, by TNI UK on the Total Nonstop Impact Network. So you can also make sure that you um, hit the bell uh, subscribe and hit the bell uh, on YouTube or you know Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, you know iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to head over there, check out the Total Nonstop Impact, subscribe, um, and obviously you know hit the bell to never miss any uh, or any of the great content that we got coming out every single week. Um, 
So, and again, make sure that you give us a like, guys. You know, we, we, we love a good like. Um, you know, so give us a, the like button, the tickle, um, and make sure that, you know, you subscribe to the channel. Leave us a comment. Anything that we talked about today, leave us a comment. And remember, we're, we're, look, we're, we're looking to answer some of your... <laughs> sorry, that was, that was my dog. <laughs> my dog's just coming. Uh, don't forget, um, we're looking for some questions to answer uh, in the comment section. Um, next week so don't forget to leave some of those some of your thoughts we're happy to give those that'd be fantastic head over to uh we talk him at we talk impact to follow the total non-stop impact network anyway all that's left to say is thank you for joining us this week don't forget to leave us a comment and well it's goodbye from me goodbye from the boys and this was impacted 